That's right. Bring it in, everybody. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. We are live, back in action. It's 420 on the 33 podcast because it is season four, episode 20, going into the fate of week eight in the NFL. 33 is presented by the Sports Column. And may I present to you the two best co-hosts this co-host could ask for. We got Tricky Nikki Gist and the real deal, Damian Adams, in the house. Ladies first, Nikki, how are we doing tonight? Oh, we're good. Just finish up some Peloton yoga. So, all right. Good all day. So, I have to like stretch it out. But, yeah, doing good. I uh, doubt yeah, good stuff. I like to hear it. I like to hear it. D, I hope you're doing well. I mean, uh, Nikki, we're talking real quick off there, like, you know, not like being a morning person to work out, but good. That's my only choice. I have to. I have to work out to be a morning person because my hours at work. So when do you, when do you work out? When you get home, or do you do it uh, like right right away before you go to work? No, I have to do it when I get home because I have to leave for work at like six fifteen in the morning. So I guess uh, I could do it in the morning, but it would be really it'd be really tough. No, nah, that'd be hard in the morning. Yeah, I don't know That's if I can get my protein in now. I'm preparing for my Peloton workout after the show. <laughs> yeah there you go man you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do it is getting dark here early now in florida nick you see him over there in jersey oh, yeah. yeah it's depressing yeah. We're about to be <laughs> dark when you like wake up and then it gets dark at like five yep. o'clock five thirty when you're yep. home yep. Uh, it's miserable yeah i don't like that i don't like that it's it sucks but you know what the weather is what it is and the seasons change and it goes on like the nfl is fluid the weather is fluid we're going to get into all the nfl action starting with neighborhood news i don't want to go over a whole lot here guys but you know the jets have are desperate now and if you wanted to know what the backup quarterback's name was that we've been asking for the past seven weeks and you know before, even before that preseason it was mike white and we saw that didn't work out so well so Apparently, Joe Flacco would go to the Jets and uh, try to save their season. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but it's just—is it—is it even a necessary move, Nikki? That you know, I get I, they had to get another guy, but Joe Flacco—I don't know. I, you have to have one veteran, I guess. I don't know. I guess so. I don't know that it makes a difference at this point. They should have did this in the summer. Yes, yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Like, why didn't you have a veteran backup before the season started? Because you know injury can happen, especially with that offensive line. It was a big possibility that Wilson would get hurt. He's running for his life out there, not only because of the offensive line, but also because he's a rookie and he's going to run regardless. So you have that big, you know, just big red sign, red flag, like everybody putting on their post now. These red flags coming at you and you just don't get a veteran quarterback. It just shows you how dumb they are as an organization. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, they, they can't get it together. They really can't. But an organization that does have it together hasn't won a Super Bowl in uh, about a decade and another uh, year is uh, the Green Bay Packers. And they're off to a nice start. Uh, but Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard were placed on COVID list. And that's really important because they're a passing team, as we know. And they're playing Arizona in Arizona, Damien, where you live, my friend. This Thursday, so tomorrow night, and that's a big deal. We'll get into that game, but that just is a stinker. Like, uh, you know, players getting COVID like that, and I don't know if they're vaccinated or not, but these are the things that we see. It's unfortunate. So yeah. we'll see if they can get, I, you know, it's they say it's pretty much impossible to be able to get back to the Thursday game. So, I mean, again, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. 
Um, I mentioned Jerry Judy last week. I thought that he may return last week, but it looks like he's coming back this week for Denver. That can help them out in that conference right now, which is, you know, a little unsure. And we'll get to my unsureness later about that uh, little tease right there for you. But, um, Damien, how about this? Mark Ingram going back to the Saints. Yeah, I like the move. Uh, our backup running back, Tony Jones Jr., is hurt. Uh, we're putting a lot on Kamara's shoulders right now. I saw on Monday night. <laughs> it was all yeah. Kamara. Uh, so we need somebody to come in and take that load off of him. And him and Ingram have a really good relationship, Ingram and Kamara. So I think that bringing him back is a really good move. And plus, when Tony Jones Jr. comes back, I think that three-headed monster just having that third option will be major as well. Yeah. All right. Good call. Well, yep. Uh, I think they need it because they have Alvin Quarrow has never had the amount of carries that he's had uh, in any year. He's averaging 18, which is just the second below Derrick Henry. And that's not really their style. They want him to get out of the backfield and catch the ball more. So and that's what he did uh, that Monday night football game. It was, uh, you know, it was something else that game. Obviously, um, not really high scoring, but, um, you know, we come to expect what we expect. Uh, but and again, we'll get into that. We'll get into all that stuff. So um, yeah, neighborhood news. You know, Mark Ingram back with the Saints over there. Uh, Nikki, um, any thoughts on that one, real quick? Do you think it's going to help it out so Kamara doesn't have to, you know, really carry the load so much? Yeah. Oh my God, did he carry the load? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. No, I think uh, a little bit of help for him because you don't, you know, we don't want to wear him out and stuff. So a little bit of help will be good. <clears throat> Absolutely, I think so. He's getting uh, he's getting used a lot. You know, I'm yeah. not saying beaten up, but he's getting used a lot. And again, he's not that type. You know, they have to incorporate some of what Drew Brees did with him. You know, getting him out of the backfield and stuff like that. So that's Damien's team. He knows better than anybody. So and we'll get into all that stuff. But we want to do applause and tomatoes before we get into our bragging rights and crow bites, our freaky fantasy football draft knowledge with Nikki, our records. Now play a player is back in the house. So we got a lot. Stuff for you tonight. Let's get it going with the tomatoes. Nikki always starts it off. Wind up. Here's the pitch. What do we got? Okay, so you guys saw that um, AJ Brown said that prior to week six, he got food poisoning from Chipotle. Did you guys see this? And he lost like eight pounds in a couple days wow. leading up to it. Oh, wow. I'm throwing my tomatoes at Chipotle because I, too, <laughs> have gotten food poisoning from them. They took really? out my entire office a couple years ago. We had it for lunch. Everybody was sick. Nobody could come in for days. I've had many friends get sick. Every time you see somebody's getting food poisoning in the news, oh, it's Chipotle. Like, what are they doing there? What are your, like, food handling practices? Every time I drive by one, I just literally think of, like, not to be gross, but it is food poisoning. You're in the bathroom for quite a few days. Like, yeah. what are they wow. doing? They, like, you never hear, like, Wendy's or McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A. Like, nobody's ever getting food poisoning there. It's always them. So I'm throwing my tomatoes at them because I think it's disgusting. And I am traumatized by them. I mean, you're taking out offices, NFL teams. Like, what? literally, what are you doing over there? Maybe the health <laughs> department needs to have a visit. I don't know, but... Oh, I will never eat it again. Oh. Never, 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 ever. No. You know what's so funny about that for me? For no reason whatsoever in life, just because there are so many places to eat at, I have never gone to Chipotle. It never happened, and I've never eaten it. And now that I've heard that, I never will. Don't. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes you hesitate. Like my wife loves Chipotle. 
I'm glad she hasn't had any of these bad experiences. Uh, for me, it's like, you know, hit or miss if she wants to go. Okay, but I never was the one saying, let's go to Chipotle. Uh, so in that story, it will make me not do that even more. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. So not bad. Good way to start it off. All right, Dean, what do you got? So for my tomatoes, I'm throwing my tomatoes at veteran NBA writers. Okay. So the NBA is the 75th year of the NBA. So they just released their NBA 75th anniversary team, which is supposed to have the best 75 players of all time. Ended up right. being 76 because there was a tie. But <laughs> that's that. why did they have to do that? Why why make it weird like that? I, I, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so they ended up having 76 instead of just having a tiebreaker because they didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. But what really honestly pissed me off about the list, Dwight Howard didn't make the list, right? And I know a lot of people don't like Dwight Howard, but this isn't the do I like you list. This isn't right, the, right. is this the guy that I would hang out with list. This is the best 75 players of all time. Now I understand that some of the old guys are going to make the list and I can't really talk about those. I can't tell you about Dave Kaplitch, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you about George Mikan. That was way before my time. I just have to take your word for it on people who were around back then, historians who started the game. I got to take your word on those guys. But I saw Dwight Howard. All of us have seen Dwight Howard in his prime. We saw him be an eight-time All-Star, five times All-NBA first team, five times, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Somebody who, even in this latter stage of his career, where he's a backup now, still has averages of over 16 points per game, 12 rebounds, two blocks for his career. And that includes these last few years where he's been a backup. To not have this guy on 75, when he's arguably top 50 is crazy. And some of the reason I've heard from some of the writers who have come out and said they didn't vote for Dwight, it's all, Oh, uh, you know, he's just so goofy. Uh, he is somebody who I just don't feel like he's a leader. That's poor. That's poor. No, the guy, the guy was the best player on an NBA finals team that beat LeBron James. He took Easily. out LeBron James in Easily. the Eastern Conference Finals, and LeBron was balling out of control, out of control that year. And Dwight Howard was so unstoppable that Cleveland couldn't beat them with LeBron balling out of control. Dwight Howard not being on the 75 almost makes the whole list invalid because, he's like I said, he's top 50, not just top 75. It shouldn't have been like a borderline guy. It wasn't like Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis coming in, you're like, okay, He's very talented. I see why he made the 75, but it, if he didn't make it, people would like understand. With the whites, it's, it's not even defensible, man. So I'm throwing my tomatoes at the NBA writers who left <clears throat> Dwight Howard off of the top 75 list because it's just somehow, some way that just didn't make sense to me. I hear you, man. And I know that people are on one side with Howard and some people are on the other side, uh, kind of like you alluded to. So, but again, it isn't a popularity contest. He has the numbers. So I, you know, I, I look at the guy and I say, yeah, he should be probably, but I would really need to look at the entire list and go through it to be honest with you. But he sounds like a guy who should be in there. So I could agree with that. So I'm going to do a detailed podcast on it, on the real deal with Damian Adams. Oh, cool. So that's going to be dropping later this week while I'll be going through the whole list and nice. saying who should be on it, who shouldn't be on it. But again, there's certain people who I can't really speak to. I can't speak to Bill Sharman, 
right? Playing like the fifties. I can't talk to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't talk about his impact on the game, but for the players I saw and for the players who I could look back and see, I could talk on those guys and I'll do like a detailed breakdown. And there's some other people who I think should be on the list and some people who shouldn't be on the list. When I look back on it, you know, not going to point the elbows or say any names, <laughs> Bill Walton, I would be like <laughs> these people on the list. So, but I'll definitely look into that. I know this isn't a basketball podcast. I'm not going to rant too long, but that just was on my mind. All right, D. All right. No doubt, man. Hey, you got, that's what it's for. Throwing a lot of tomatoes right there. You know, get in. That's it. That's how we do it. I'll make mine fairly quick. I don't know. Have you? Are you guys interested in the movie Dune or have you seen it? I have not. You know what I'm talking about? That new movie that just came out, Dune? I've seen like a little preview for it, but I didn't okay. really like look into it. What is it? Well, anyway, they're hyping up the shit out of it. Like, you know, like like it's the biggest movie like of the year, you know, by far, you know, this and that and the other thing. I mean, there was a Dune before that, so they're kind of you know, it was like the remake, if you know, if you want to call it. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, don't see it. Just don't see it. <laughs> Not don't waste your time. <laughs> Please. I never seen such a slow going movie for two and a half hours with I'm talking about maybe if you totaled it up three and a half minutes of action, maybe throughout the entire movie. And the rest of it, they're walking in this fucking desert and there's this giant worm that pops his head out once. A worm? Time. Did you say a worm? Yeah, like a giant sandworm. Like a giant sandworm. And sandworm. forget about it. Yeah, okay. sandworm. So That's why I don't watch movies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like a big thing and the thing that you see like coming underneath the sand, but you like really never see anything else. It's like he only comes out one time throughout the whole movie and it's like, oh, that's supposed to be like the big moment or, you know, something. And then there's supposed to be like a, a fight at the end. That one lasted like 20 seconds. I mean, I, it was just complete garbage. And again, it was just so slow moving and just a movie of just like betrayal and shit like that. It was nuts. So don't watch it. Don't watch it. And anybody who's listening. Yeah, look. Slash it from your list, but if you want to watch it, I hope I didn't give anything away. I was trying to be non-specific, but yeah, that's where I am on that. Where hey. I am on my applause sorry, is sorry, sorry. Oh, Dean, what were you gonna I say? Got, I got more tomatoes. You made me think about it. Oh, okay. Yes. Halloween, Halloween kills. Trash. So oh, trash. Is it really trash? The movie was so stupid. <laughs> so. We all know about the story of Halloween. We know about Michael Myers and how just unkillable evil monster who's been trying to kill his sister for literally 50 years now. (laughs) (laughs) Like like 50 years he's been chasing this one woman and in the process has killed all these people trying to kill this one woman. And they're both still alive somehow. But (laughs) the movie, like, it was bad. And then, like... You get the backlash because there's a uh, there's a homosexual couple. So this goes back to what Nikki was talking about last week. There's backlash because Michael Myers kills a homosexual couple. Michael Myers doesn't care about your sexuality. He kills everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, all of you. It's fine. You probably don't yeah. even know what the hell the difference is, man. He's not even human. Yeah, he doesn't care who you are. And people are like, why do you have to kill the hell? They lived in his house. They were in his old house. You know whoever was in that house is going to die. Like, (laughs) But the way people died and it was stupid. There was supposed to be, everybody was like, oh, we're going to finally kill him. 
we're going to do it. They end up killing the wrong guy who resembles, it like doesn't resemble Michael Myers at all. Like as far as the size, the guy who they end up killing was this mental patient at this hospital who ends up jumping off a bridge or jumping out of a window and killing himself because they thought it was Michael Myers. And this, they had this one guy in the movie who's supposed to be like chatting everybody up. He's like a coach. He's like, yes, we're going to get him down. We're going to take him. We're going to do all these things. So I'm like, oh, okay, wait for this dude to get face to face with Michael Myers. I can't wait for it. Man, he get face to face with Michael Myers and died like that. <laughs> I was like, this is the buildup. Thanks for showing up. When I tell you he was like a football coach, he was the one like preaching, we're going to kill him. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Everybody <laughs> chanting. And he's the one who led the whole chase to get the wrong dude killed. And then when he finally gets face to face with Michael Myers, it's over like that. Just get stabbed up. It was no type of fight. <laughs> it, it was Michael Halloween Kills was easily the worst Halloween movie, but was horrible as a movie, period. So another one, don't waste your time. Halloween Kills is trash. Man, wow. we're gonna have to run a poll, you know, next yeah. to both movies that we'll watch Dune and Halloween Kills and see which one is the worst movie and run it for like a day or so and see what happens. Gotta do it on Twitter, no doubt. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh boy. All right. So moving along to the applause section over here. And I'm gonna give mine, it's gonna be short, but it is going to Tom Brady throwing. 600 touchdowns and now 602 or whatever it is. I have no idea. But again, he's playing at the same level he played at in 2007, like when he had Randy Moss and everything like that, or in 2011 or whatever it was, um, you know, uh, 2010, uh, yeah, 2011 when they played uh, the Giants again, you know, so um, I'm just really blown away with how amazing he is at age 44 still doing it and looking even more athletic and just, again, coming to the right team. It all worked out right situation already, as we know, winning a Super Bowl, but now surpassing all these other passing records. And he might break uh, Peyton Manning's single season record, maybe even in 16 games. He's got 21 touchdowns already. The guy is fucking unbelievable. So my applause has to go to him. Nah, that's a great applause. Uh, I guess we can get to it now. Do you think the guy who accidentally got the 600 ball because Mike Evans gave it to him, do you think he got enough back in return for giving that 600 ball away? So for people who don't know, I believe he got season tickets, two season tickets for the rest of this year and next year. Uh, He got a signed helmet and cleats from Mike Evans. I believe a signed Tom Brady jersey, if I remember correctly. Uh, And also a special gift from Tom Brady, which I assume – it's a little change that Tom Brady is like, okay, I'm going to give you this little change, you know, a nice little piece of change to give this ball back. But they give him like got- Bitcoins also or yeah, something like that. Yeah, they give him Bitcoin, I, I think. Yeah, he said he joked and said a Bitcoin. So I don't know if that part <laughs> is real, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he gave him a little piece of change along with these other prizes. Do you think the guy got enough for that 600 ball? Because I would have held out. I would have been an a-hole about it. I would have held out for some because – Imagine having that and being able to sell Tom Brady's 600 touchdown pass. Yeah. Ball? Yeah. Come on. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And you could do it. You know, you could make proof of it before you walk out of the stadium. Somebody will authorize it for you, like right away or something like that. I don't know. Nikki, what would you do? 
Oh, I hold out. That is you hold out. Listen, yeah. we do contract negotiations at work all the time. That is not how you negotiate. No, I wouldn't <laughs> hold out. Listen, you're going to pay me enough that I can like live. I could do this full time and yeah. not need money. Like this is, I'm getting coin for this now. Give yeah. me a Bitcoin yeah. and like a couple season tickets. No. Yeah. Or at least if it's season tickets, I want lifetime. Lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Not all rest of this year and the next year. What, what yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're right. You could, like, <laughs> my brain is telling me, like, dude, keep the fucking ball, keep the ball. But my emotions saying it's a 600 touchdown pass. You know what? Just give it back and whatever. And you know, I would get, I'd be thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get totally hooked up. You know, this and that and the other thing, and then ultimately get disappointed is what would happen. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like somebody out there, because we've seen, we've done the stories on the show where people have spent crazy amounts of money. Sports memorabilia, even yeah. just birth okay. certificates, was one of Nikki's questions one time. Oh yeah, might spend like eighty four thousand on some rich on some famous guy's birth certificate. If somebody's willing to spend that much money on a birth certificate, imagine how much you can make off a of Tom Brady six hundred touchdown pass ball. Yeah. And they know they see it on camera. You have the ball, so there's no doubt, no denying it at all. How much you think they would have given him for the ball? Oh man, I could see him getting like, I could see. It going to like a mill even yeah. more. Yeah, so really. Seen, yeah. You've seen even baseball cards go for more than that. So I think like a bidding war would have happened, and you would have had some rich a holes in some basement somewhere bidding around for it, and he would have got more than a mill for that ball. Yeah, I mean, in that case, yeah, if you have a bunch of ri- bunch of rich people, that's gonna happen. I totally agree with that. But damn, I don't know. I was thinking more like maybe like five hundred grand. What would you think, Nick? I could see a mill. Listen, I got my nephew assigned Jason Tatum basketball for his birthday a couple weeks ago. Uh, and that was not cheap by any means. So, <laughs> yeah, I could see. Yeah, I, I could definitely, I, you know, and like looking, he's into all the sports memorabilia and you're just kind of like looking at stuff. I mean, shit's expensive. So, yeah, I could see Tom Brady, that ball getting up there easily. All right. All right. Cool. Well, yeah, good. I'm glad you brought it up, man. That has something to do with everything. Unbelievable. All right. So what do you got, Ding? Oh, so for my applause, I'm going to give my applause this week to the Detroit Lions. Uh, I love how they came out and really battled against the L.A. Rams. I know they're 0-7, but you can tell when you have a good player in a bad situation or a good coach in a bad situation. Uh, we all made fun of Dan Campbell. I was the main one making fun of Dan Campbell for the eating the kneecap jokes and all yeah. that stuff. But it seemed like it really connects with his players. They will eat kneecaps for him. Like, they will go through it. <laughs> <laughs> they will, they, they will run lines. through a brick wall for him, which is you know, the, the normal saying. They will run through a brick wall for him because it seems like he really loves his players. And I love how they just pulled out everything to try to win this game. Fake punts, onside yeah. kicks. Yeah. Like, they pulled out everything. But this game really showed you why they made the trade. Matthew Stafford, Oh. Jared Goff, because Detroit damn near played perfectly. In Jared Goff, they had to like babysit him throughout the game. Everything was short, and then as soon as he tried to make a play, threw the big interception to end the game. And yep. with Matthew Stafford, you got Detroit playing out of their mind, pulling all everything out except the kitchen sink. Then Matthew Stafford's like, "Okay, let me make a few plays, and we'll win this game." So that's the difference right there. But yeah. Detroit, man, you got my respect in that game. That was. It was fun to watch. It was literally one of the only close games. <laughs> so it was, yeah. it was fun to watch. 
That's amazing to hear. You got Detroit Lions getting respect. A team that has not won a single game yet. But you know what? I understand where you're coming from, my man. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, Nikki, close it out. Close it out. My applause this week. So the owners of the Kansas City uh, professional women's soccer team announced yesterday, it was yesterday, it was Tuesday, um, that they are building a $70 million stadium uh, specifically for women's soccer. Um, And it's the first one in the United States. And that sounds very weird to say out loud because it's almost 2022 and it feels like we should be at this point already. But um, it looks like their stadium will be set to go for their 2024 season. And they're giving them this amazing training facility to go with it. So hopefully this starts a trend and uh, women's professional soccer can get more stadiums and training facilities specifically for them. All right. I dig it. Excellent. All right. Yeah, it's definitely long overdue. You you think about the success of the women's U.S. soccer team and how good they've been for, what, the past 30 years now? Yeah. Like, it's been a long time since we had the famous uh, photo of a girl pulling her shirt off and the sports bra being out. Yeah. It's been a long time since that happened. So they've been successful ever since then. Uh, So I think that that success should go forward and we should see more like this. So I really like that. All right, no doubt. I dig it. Yep, well done. Well done as always. I love it. I love it. Now we have Damien bragging rights and crow bites. Bro, take it away. Yes. So if you weren't here last week, this is a new segment we have where we get to talk about what we got right in bragging rights. And we also have to eat some crow and talk about what we got wrong. It could be something from last week, it could be something from throughout the season. But we'll do where we have our bragging rights and also eat some crow bites. So let's start with Nikki. Where are you going with your bragging rights? Oh, my (laughs) bragging rights. Okay. Uh, Even though I did take the Ravens to win straight up, I did say that the play there was to take Cincy and the points. And it looked like that worked out for me. All right. All right. That worked out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks for doing. What about you, Jay? Ah, what about me? All right. Well, going with the what we're going with the the um, bragging right right now. Yeah, bragging rights first. Bragging right. Well, I guess my bragging right would be something that didn't look like it was going to be in the beginning of the season, but now it may emerge. It may be emerging because the two teams that I picked to go to the Super Bowl are, are combined eleven and three, and that is the Packers and the Tennessee Titans, who I said would meet up and. My teammates over here went, oh, God, can't believe this guy. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying it's absolutely going to happen, but that's what I predicted, and they're looking good right now. They beat the Chiefs and they beat the Bills, and that's some pretty hot stuff. That moves you up in the rankings. So that's my bragging right right there, right now. I'm doing it midseason while I can get it in before one of these teams crumble and make me look foolish. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good one. Uh, Tennessee looks Awesome. I'm pretty sure we'll get into that when we do our Mount Player Player. Uh, but yeah, they look amazing. And Green Bay is on a good winning streak right now. So we'll see, yep. man. I definitely, you have the right to brag right now. You have the right. So exactly. for my bragging rights, I'm going to talk about last Thursday night's game the Cleveland Browns winning over the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'll pick that win right there, even with Cleveland having all the injuries. I like, I just don't trust Denver, man. Denver is just 
fraudulent. <laughs> like that's the team I should have went after instead of the Cardinals. <laughs> the Denver Broncos have definitely been fraudulent from that three and zero start. So my bragging rights are picking the Cleveland Browns to win that game, even with all the injuries. All right. All right. And that was well done. You know, you, you backed up Case Keenum. You, you know, you made a case for him. No pun intended. And oh. it worked. <laughs> look at that. Yep. <laughs> that worked out. No. Oh, man. The harmony. We have such harmony here. I love yeah. it. So now it's time for Crow Bites. This is where we have to talk about something that we got wrong. Eat a little crow. So a little start with Nikki. She doesn't have much crow to eat, but I'm pretty sure she'll find something. Um, yeah, well, last week I said, and I quote, um, Tennessee does not have the offense or defense to keep up with Kansas City. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to eat crow on that one. That's you yep. in 98% of America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Really? Oh, wow. I guess it's my turn, huh? Yeah. Well, the crow bite here for me is I was very adamant about the fact that Cincinnati Bengals had to draft Penny Sewell to protect Joe Burrow. Well, it's a good thing that I'm not their GM because fucking Jamal Chase <laughs> is the guy that they picked, and he is balling out like right there with Cooper Cup as far as the leading receiver in the league. He's doing amazing things. He ripped up Baltimore by himself. Yeah. Th- this kid is phenomenal. And he, it, it's not just like, you know, go do a goal route. The kid could play, you know, he can run yeah. the route tree. So they, they nailed it with this pick. I mean, they put their teammates together and it worked out it just unbelievable. So I, I have to say that uh, I have to take a crow bite on that one and say that I'm completely wrong uh, that they should have taken a wide receiver. One thing that people forgot about him is that he was the number one wide receiver with Justin Jefferson on the field at LSU. And Justin Jefferson came into the NFL and just went crazy. So you yeah. just have to imagine Jamar Chase would do even more. Uh, he's on pace to break Randy Moss's record and all that stuff to be like the best rookie receiver of all time. Right. So it's, it's absolutely nuts what he's doing. And I hope he continues. Like he had a monster game. That was crazy what he, was, what he did against Baltimore. Fun to watch. Um, but yeah, a lot of people even crow on that one as well. Uh, now for my crow bites, I was very adamant about Chicago being close to Tampa Bay. I was like, Chicago's not, I picked Tampa Bay to win, of course, but I was like, Chicago's not going to lose by a bunch of points. They're uh-huh. going to keep it close. They got a good defense. How wrong was I? <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay just destroyed them. And not only did they win by the more than 12 and a half, there was, there was a live bet at one point for 30 and a half. I'm like, Chicago get it within 30 and a half. Nope. <laughs> didn't do that nope. 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 It was oh my God. Yes. That's I don't know if I've been that. ever been more wrong on a spread than that. But my God, I had to eat a lot of crow on that one. That oh, man. Day put a whooping on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, I hear you, bro. I hear you. All right. Uh well, you know what? Being wrong is something that we usually don't do. Uh our records from last week. You know, again, six teams were off. So we only had, what, uh, 13 games, I guess, if I'm doing my math correctly. Yeah. Anyway, so we all did have winning records, and we all triple locked. Okay. However, the records aren't pretty. As me and Damien tied at eight and five, and Nikki, you just 
underneath at seven and six. So it was a rough week. It was a weird one. We, oh a lot of people were, Baltimore was going to win that game. You know, yeah. there was a lot of weird things that happened. And that that's the NFL. That That is the beauty of it. You know, you got to love that shit. So, you know what? They're winning records, but they're not what we're used to putting out there, like our 10 and 4s. This is unacceptable. This is unacceptable, <laughs> I agree. Guys. I agree. Yeah, we yeah, spoke agree. as a trio this week. I know, but we did trio triple lock. Yeah. We did that. And we've been doing that, I think, for like three weeks in a row. So yeah. that ain't bad. So I hold my title, but now I share it with Damien because he's in first place as well. So we're going to have to get two belts, bro. Yes, sir. Split it up. <laughs> All right. So, Nikki, Mount Play a Play, we're going to do it a little differently. You want to tell them about it? Yes. So, I guess for this season, until we go to the off season and talk about nonsense sometimes, um, <laughs> we will be doing sort of our you know, full recap. We're just going to each pick our top four things we want to talk about, observe, anything we want to call out, and kind of go around Robin. Yes, yes. I love it. Let's do it. All right. So who's taking the first one? Let's go ladies first. Let's start with Nikki. I like it. Right? Let's do it. Well, I'm kind of glad you guys brought up Tom Brady. So not that we'll talk about it again, really. But I just want to know, do you think that we will see another 44-year-old throw his 600? Like, where are we going to see that again? So, like, Aaron Rodgers is at 427. How old is Aaron Rodgers? I believe he's 38. 38? 30, yeah, 37. I think maybe 37. So yeah. I just want to know, do you guys think we'll see this again? Like Brady is like, uh, you know, love him or hate him, everything he's doing, you're watching history in the making right now. Yeah. Yeah. You guys think that we see this ever again? Go ahead, D. What do you think? The, with the way technology is, I do feel like there's going to be a quarterback that comes along. It might be one of the young guys now that takes what Tom Brady's doing as far as his diet nutrition and all that stuff and even takes it yeah. to a different level somebody's yeah. gonna come along and be even crazier than tom is when it comes to taking care of their body but it doesn't mean they're gonna get 600 touchdown passes that's the part i can <laughs> see people playing to their 44 like even aaron Rodgers might play to his 44 i know i heard an interview with russell wilson say he wants to play to his 45 and he's a little different he's not gonna have those touchdown passes like tom does though so as far as 600 touchdown passes hmm I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that we'll never see somebody get the 600 touchdown passes. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be tough. And, you know, the whole thing is, is that except for one year, Tom Brady has been healthy his entire career. And that is mm -hmm. abnormal for somebody who started when they were 23 years old, you know, now going into 44, you know, be 45 next year. And, you know, he could play again. And I know Giselle's like, stop playing fucking football already. But he could <laughs> He's doing it because he's healthy and he's protected. He makes sure that he's protected. If you watch Tampa Bay football games, very rarely, very rarely are they getting to Tom Brady, especially up the middle. That's one thing that he is very conducive of. Keep it like that. You know, and he runs out of the pocket. Well, you know, a whole bunch of things, man. So uh, amazing. And you know what? I'm going to go off of that because I did have a Tom Brady one myself from that play play over here. So I might as well go next. And I'm saying – I, I've been thinking about it, and yeah, it has something to do with that Baltimore game with Lamar Jackson, you know, losing and not being able to, you know, really come through with the offense. Um, is Tom Brady the MVP? Mm. Right now, he's definitely in the running. He's definitely top five. 
Uh, you have to put Dak in there, Kyler Murray, still Lamar Jackson, even if they got whooped on. Uh, maybe Joe Burrow. Maybe, Joe maybe Burrow Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, of course. I always forget about running backs, but he's playing so well that you have to put him in conversation. So there's a lot of people there. My front runner would be Kyler Murray because they're undefeated and how their offense runs through him and around him with his All running right. and passing. So I would go Kyler Murray right now, but Tom Brady's definitely right there. Yeah, Nikki, um, I, I thought about it for a little while and, you know, just going through it. And I know that um, one of Tom Brady's uh, interceptions to three of them uh, it was, was like basically a Hail Mary at the end of the second half. So it was like, don't even count it. I don't even know why they do count it, but whatever. I don't know, but I think that he, I think he may be the MVP of the league right now. Yeah, I mean, he could be. Like D said, I mean, he definitely has to be in the conversation for sure. For sure. This year. Yep. For sure. Always. And by the way, I like I agree with you, Jay. This is kind of off the topic a little bit, but what like why does it count as an interception? A friggin' Hail Mary at like it's, right before that. Like, why? Why are, why do we have to count that? Can we just <laughs> null and void? Yeah, I'm with it. We should have a separate uh stat for it. Yeah. Like this will be interception, and then it should be like interception dash. Like for me, HM Hail Mary. Yeah, HM Hail Mary, or one that says like the wide receiver just dropped this. Like there's a couple interceptions that Mahomes has thrown this year where it just went straight through Tyreek Hill's hands. Those should be yeah. in that separate section. Like yeah. this wasn't the quarterback's fault. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that should be a separate stat as well. Yep. And stats can't do that. You know, QBR and all that, everything, they can't compute that. So, yeah, there should be a better wing. That's why humans got to get more involved and shit like that. I'm with it. <laughs> all right. Uh, D, you got your first one? So my first one is the Patriots, man. Destroying the Jets. I understand it's the Jets. They they suck. They're sorry. I get it. But to destroy them in that way, and this is after playing Tampa Bay tough, playing Dallas tough. I think the Patriots can be a sneaky team in the AFC. Now, they have a tough schedule, though. Like, this week they play the Chargers. But then they have a couple games in there that you know they can have wins. Like, Carolina looking horrible right now. That could be an easy win for them. They got Atlanta on their schedule. You know, Atlanta, if they're not playing a garbage team, looks horrible. But they do have some tough games. Cleveland, Tennessee, Buffalo in there. So, if they can go over that next six games, they can go four and two. Over the next six games, I can see them sneaking into that playoff hunt there at the end. So the Patriots will be the team I watch out for there, especially with Mac Jones kind of coming into his own. Well, I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, they're uh what three and four right now? Yeah. Yeah, three and four. And um, you know, the AFC is a little bit jumbled and everything. I mean, definitely a possibility. I still don't think so. I know that uh you got I think both of you had him in the playoffs, right? Yeah. 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 I didn't. Um, you know, it's right there. You know, it can go one way or the other. We'll see. I think that Mac Jones is doing a really good job. I just think they lack the weapons offensively. I think that, you know, if Damian Harris can't get going for whatever reason <clears throat> and whatever the defensive front that they're playing is taking advantage of that, I think that takes away a lot of what the Patriots can do as far as scoring. So that would be something I'd be worried about. That's true. Right, anyway, Nick. Oh, Nate? You're up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up. Okay, well, since you mentioned Carolina, uh, what is going on with Sam Darnold? Like, can he mm. just not function because Christian McCaffrey's not there? Like, I am, listen, I understand that, but you want to talk about MVP then. <laughs> well, then yeah. clearly he is the most valuable player because this offense cannot function. Like, 
Sam yeah. Darnold is regressing and you're making us look foolish and we're all going to have to, well, maybe not you, D, so much, but I think Jay and I might have to eat a little bit of crow on this because we were so like, oh, this is what we wanted to see from him. He's finally away from the Jets. He's on a more complete team, but here he goes again, regressing. So what is the issue? I just want to know what, I mean, what do you guys think? What is the issue with Sam Darnold? It cannot just be Christian McCaffrey's not there. It is. It is because that's on my list. Nikki, you are on the same page right now. That is on my list as far as Christian McCaffrey being so valuable to the Panthers, maybe the most valuable player in the league, the way things are going. That's why I was so hyped on Sam Darnold. Not like I thought that he can throw 50 touchdowns and two interceptions or anything like that. That's not what I was looking for. I was looking for that quantum leap where he got out of the Jets and was able to show what he can do with a guy like that behind him scaring people because there was nobody scaring anybody on the Jets at all. And that's what yeah. Sam Darnold had to deal with. Then you get Robbie Anderson and all of a sudden um, DJ Moore is playing, you know, fantastic and everything like that. But without Christian McCaffrey there, it shows the team gets depleted right, right away, right away. So that was, yeah. that's on my list too. So that's number two yeah. for me. It's funny that you brought that up, Nick, because I tweeted that out. I said, can you get MVP without playing? Because Chris yeah. McCaffrey, I didn't see that. <laughs> Chris McCaffrey is clearly yeah. the leader. If that's one of the rules, if you yeah. can win because your team just falls apart without you being there, Chris McCaffrey definitely would be in the lead right now. Because mm-hmm. that it's nuts to see them, and even defensively, I understand they have some injuries and stuff, but they're falling apart on both ends of the, like it's crazy to me. And with Sam Darnold, it seems like now he's falling back into bad habits that he had with the Jets, forcing some passes. And he'll show flashes here and there. Like that last drive a couple weeks ago against Minnesota was excellent. Made some yeah, great passes yeah. in that one to tie yeah. that game up. Even I was like, okay, this is what we want to see from Sam Darnold. But now it's like, man, Christian McCaffrey can't beat. I understand the drop from McCaffrey to Chuba is yeah. big, but dang. They're <laughs> like, unraveling, like at the seams, yeah. like like you your said, gi- like man, your Giants look like Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was, that that was amazing. Yeah, that's a game we all lost on that one. Uh, that mm. that was something else. Yep, tough. That's what I'm saying. Tough week. You know, you figure Carolina defense go in there. You know, things will work out. Run, run the ball, run the ball. You know, pass it here and there. But nope, nope, nope. <laughs> that's the NFL on Sunday. It's a beautiful freaking thing. Yeah. All right, so uh, D, I guess it's your turn. All right, so this next one, hear me out. I don't think Tyrod Taylor should play the rest of the year. If I was Tyrod Taylor or his advisors, his agent, I would not tell him or I would tell him not to play the rest of the year. So you think about the Texans, the first game and like the first half of the second game. They look like a competent team, right? They won the first game and then were playing Cleveland tough before Tyrod got hurt. After that, they just fell off the map and became what we thought they would be this year. Tyrod has that in his bag. For next season, when he's a free agent, he can say, hey, you see what I did with the Texans. They look like a competent franchise when I was starting. Don't come back and ruin that. Like, just yeah. <laughs> let that be and say, hey, this we won a game. I had them head-to-head with Cleveland. We could have won that game if I stayed healthy. Bring me in as a starter. Any team right now that needs a starter and doesn't like the draft class that's coming out, and maybe can't get a Deshaun Watson, Miami, maybe you get Tyrod Taylor if you can't work out the Deshaun Watson deal. Carolina, if Sam Donald really is this bad, maybe you go after Tyrod Taylor, and that's the guy who can get you over the hump. Tyrod Taylor, I think, should chill the rest of the year, 
that hamstring, just tell people it never really recovered. Ah, I, just, <laughs> I just can't get it to yeah, work right. quite right. It just still feels tight a little bit, coach. And then you chill. <laughs> yeah. and, you, and, you, and you just say, hey, watch the tape from the first game. Watch the tape from that first quarter against Cleveland. Cleveland has a very good defense. You saw what I did against them. And you see I could be a starting quarterback. I dig it. I dig it, man. <laughs> well said. Bravo. I love it. Well said. Yeah, you well should, said. like, go out on top, kind of. Like, don't touch it now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. All right. Nikki, you got the third one? My third one, yes. So how about a little recognition to the Green Bay defense? Um, this is they made four red zone stops um, because through their first six games, they made zero <laughs> red zone stops. This is the first time that they wow. did all four. Uh, so just a little shout out to them because that is you know, quite a big improvement for them. So, yeah, it is. It is. I, yeah. I know it was Washington, you know, they beat out in the sand, all that. But, you know, they're a team that was scoring points on other teams, uh, yeah. no doubt. So to hold them to what, seven, I think, or 10, whatever it was, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, pretty good job. All right. Uh, I guess I'm up. Um, guys, the Raiders are a Fugazi five and two team. They really are. I know that they did a good job against Philly, but I don't really believe that the Raiders are ready yet. I think that there's a chance that they can grab that last spot because the AFC is so turned upside right now. We're really not sure what's going on. And they are 5-2 and two after seven games. I mean, they can easily lose four in a row. I haven't looked at their schedule. You never know. But I, I look at the Raiders, I watch them, and I say, yeah, they seem to make – real like highlight plays often and mm. that's it. But when they run the ball, they play better. You know, like when Josh Jacobs is in there and they're using him like they should use him, they, they do a really good job. And the defense, yeah, they're good up front, but on the back end, they can get smoked. They really can. I mean, a lot of teams score. I mean, look, Kobe Brissett and the Dolphins went there and they scored 28 points or whatever it was, 30 points uh, in that overtime game. So, I don't know. I just think the Raiders are Fugazi team. Just have to watch them and, and seeing that how, how sloppy they could be with the ball sometimes like that. I know Darren Waller wasn't playing, which kind of sucks for me in a freaky fantasy football draft. But I don't know. But that's that's what I think about the Raiders right now. I can see that. I definitely can see why you say that. But looking at their schedule, they may be able to be uh, Fugazi is the word you said? They may yeah. be uh, Fugazi, Fugazi, Fugazi. Zawuzi, Zawazi, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it's it. From it's from a movie. I'm going to use that instead of fraudulent. Fugazi. They might, so they may be able to be a Fugazi team because their schedule will allow them to be. So they got to buy this week. Then they play Nikki's Giants. Then you got Kansas City, which looks like they're going to be favored in that game. Mm. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati, that's going to be tough. Dallas is going to be tough. But then after that, you got Washington. They should win that game. Kansas City again. Cleveland, what would they be at that point? Are they going to be healthy at all? Denver, which we just talked about, is fraudulent. The Colts yeah. and then the Chargers. So they have some a lot of winnable games in their schedule. So they could be one of those teams that makes the playoffs, and that's when they get exposed. Well, they have to beat those kind of teams if they, for me to take them seriously, definitely. Yeah. So that's you know that's one of mine. But uh, yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, say it however you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, I, like uh, I like it. What do you got, D? So I'm going with Nikki's theme. She brought up defense. I think the Saints defense 
may be the best defense in the NFL. Uh, when you watch them play, their cornerback play, a lot of people might you know remember the DK Metcalf play, but DK Metcalf only caught one more t- catch after that big yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, they were shut down the whole game. They held Seattle to only 167 yards passing. Alice Collins, who was the big star the week before, only had 35 yards rushing. I just mentioned DK Metcalf, only two catches. And this is kind of a two-part thing. I was really starting not to like DK Metcalf. Like he was, is it the hair? Was, is it the hair color? You hate the hair color? Too? I told the you, hair color yeah, is weird, but it doesn't bother me as much. It's the going at Shannon Sharp, and then yeah. he's on the field getting away with murder. Like he's literally <laughs> doing all these crazy things, and they always just was catching Marshawn Lattimore or getting them back. I need to wrestle yeah. do a better job because there was sometimes where it was just blatant. Like there was one play where it was a running play, and the play had ended. Like people were going back to the huddle, and he goes and just shoves Marshawn down. I'm like, how you guys not see this? <laughs> and then Marshawn shoves him back, and that's when Marshawn gets the penalty. And there was yep, a few times like that. But Marshawn pretty much shut him down. The one play where he got the touchdown, Marshawn slipped. So if Marshawn doesn't slip on that play, DK doesn't do, do anything. So why can, I'm, really, I, I'm right? sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I'm saying, like, why can't New York call down in, like, in one second and say, no, this was started by this player? You know, like, why, why can't they do that? Yeah, how, fu- how easy would that be? They talk to the refs all the time. Just yeah. go ahead and say it and have somebody run it in and be like, nope, bullshit. That's the fucker who did it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very simple. Like, especially in that in that kind of case where it's so egregious, where he just literally, Marshawn is walking away from him and he pushes him down. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah, it's, it was ridiculous. And he seemed like kind of like a just immature punk to me. Like, I wouldn't fight him because obviously he's way bigger stronger faster and everything than me <laughs> but, <laughs> but he just seems immature to me man and i'm like the whole shannon sharp in the fake like admitting that he was wrong but not really and then this week with the just childish behavior on the field dk getting on my nerves but the main point gotcha. is saints defense is excellent i think even with the offense not being there quite yet not on Jameis. When you watch that, you see why I say Jameis is doing the quantum leap, right? When you watch that game and you see the decisions that Jameis was making, do you see where I'm coming from on the quantum leap, Jay? Well, if that was your quantum leap, as, as long, look, as long as we're being clarified, which you know we didn't do, but I, you're a smart guy and I respect you and you're a truth teller. I'll, I'll go with that. If you're saying quantum leap is not turning the ball over and you know it's, you know playing more compact football or whatever it is, then yeah, okay, I, I'm with you on that. Taking major strides as far as not turning over the ball is huge, obviously, in the NFL. We know that mm-hmm. every possession counts so much. So I can get it from that standpoint. Yeah. yeah. I, and the thing I, is, the yards aren't going to be there because, like, when you watch the game, oh. the plays where he got sacked or he threw the ball away is because literally no one was open. Like, he's, he just didn't have anybody to go to. So I think that if he had weapons, like, he would have more yards and bigger numbers. But he's making yeah. the right decisions, and that's what I hear you. But uh, it worries me. They only put, I, know, I know the weather wasn't great, but they only put up 13 points against Seattle. That bad, you know. They have two, yeah. th- two or three great players, and then the rest of them are trash. You know, on the yeah. Seattle defense. But um, no, hey, yeah. look, the, rain had a, the rain definitely had a, a part to do with it. Like there were two yeah. in third quarter. Jameis threw two beautiful fly routes back to back, and the wide receivers dropped them back to back. I saw. Um, yeah, so like when you have those type of plays, you can't blame Jameis. Like he's putting it right in the wide receiver's hands, and he's great at throwing the deep ball. So when we have those open, he's able to do those. Um, he does have to improve on like short accuracy and things like that. 
But as far as just his decision-making and being able to take advantage of plays when they're there, I think he's definitely taking a partial leap this year. Yeah, he was yelling at Traquan Smith, man. They got into it on the sideline over there. Yeah, really that did. was tra- the play where he was yelling at Traquan Smith. I think Sean Payton also yelled at Traquan. So Traquan obviously did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, route running uh, mistake, whatever, you know, combo sort of thing. Exactly. That's what it was. All right. I'll make Let's get your last one. Okay. So I just want to go over just, I thought it was interesting. So we have the most drop passes by receivers and it goes by quarterback. So Sam Darnold, 19, Daniel Jones, 16, Big Ben, 14, Justin Herbert, 14, Mahomes, 13, Derek Carr, 13, Jacoby Brissett, 12, Jared Goff, 11, Matthew Stafford, 11, Jimmy G, 11. Oh, wow. Those are the most teams with the wide receivers are the most drop passes. Wow. Yeah. Daniel Jones definitely makes Daniel Jones look better when you put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> that he has yeah. the second most drop passes of anybody. Uh, so, yeah. Makes Sam Donald look better, too. I mean, he was yeah, number 19, one. You know what I'm saying? 19 of yeah. them. Yeah, no, he had just in the Minnesota game alone, it was like 10. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. It was nuts watching that game. They couldn't catch a cold. So it definitely yeah. makes the quarterback look better when you put those stats out there. And I think those stats should be shared more. Taking it. Yeah, good job, Nick. Yeah, I like that one. Really good. All right. Uh, mine is not uh, as good as Nicky's, obviously. But I wanted to stick with the Bengals. The fact that they made a real statement where they're putting them like, oh, are the Bengals the best in the AFC right now? Not just the AFC North, but the entire AFC. When you talk about the Raiders, who are also 5-2, and two, and Baltimore's 5-2, and two, who they just beat. Uh, the Bills are 4-2 and two because they had a bye. So you talk about all that, and I just think that it's amazing what the Bengals are doing on the defense. They're ranked fifth in the league. And we see what they do. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They even got T. Higgins out there and Tyler Boyd and stuff like that. Like, it it is just working. And Joe Burrow is the guy that they're going to all look to, even though he's going to have a lot of help, which we're seeing, that resurrected Cincinnati. They're going to come like a fucking phoenix and rise from out of the ashes, and they're going to be a real contender. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but if that team can stay healthy, and Joe Burrow especially – Man, that kid is really gifted, and there are talented players around. The Bengals made a freaking statement by not just winning by a field goal with no time left, by stomping them in the second half, making adjustments, doing what they had to do, and obviously being coached upright. You know, we're going to have to give Zach Taylor some sort of credit over here as well. Nah, for sure. Like, he's got to be – he's probably the leader for Coach of the Year. I understand Kingsbury, his team is undefeated, but – when you think about the turnaround that Cincinnati has made, I think that Taylor has to be the leader for Coach of the Year. Nailed it. <laughs> Bragging rights. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Make sure you do it soon before something catastrophic happens. You know, you <laughs> want to squeeze it in now. I said that they the surprise team. They're going to be a lot better than people think and that they were going to make some noise in this division. Did. They are. Yeah, did. You did. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, D. So you got your last one to close us out before we hit up uh, Mount Player. Player we're on right now. Knowledge with Nikki coming up next. <laughs> nice save, Jay. <laughs> yep. You know, I, tra- uh, I did that. Like I was like, well, but did that, but boom. <laughs> uh, so All right, my last one. Uh, I talked about Cleveland earlier a little bit, but I want to give a shout out to the Ernest Johnson man. Twenty-two Ooh. carries, one hundred and forty-six yards, and a touchdown. And I know he had some big moments last year, so we all knew he could play. 
but he kind of gets forgotten because he's behind Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. So they legit have three backs who could carry the load for you in a way. And it's not just that Denver's defense wasn't good, but you watch the runs. He was being so patient. Some of them reminded me of kind of a, the Le'Veon Bell runs back in the day mm-hmm. where he was way behind the line and boom, he just explode on the side or boom, he just go straight up the middle. And he did such a good job and he just couldn't get a stop. Like it was, if Denver could have stopped him at any point in that fourth quarter, they could have won his game. Um, but yeah. they just couldn't do it. He was you know, third and seven. Had to Dennis Johnson. <laughs> he just and he goes and gets it. Uh, he was amazing in that game in Cleveland. Offensive line, I give him props as well. But Dennis Johnson, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that three back tandem has to be in the running for the best in the league when you think about yeah. those three guys. So, yeah. Well, they got to get everybody back healthy. That's number one. But yeah, for as far as a kid like that, you know, like getting your chance, like he said, you know what, I'm taking advantage of every freaking second of this. He was probably more hungry than anybody in that game. He was eating. It was, yeah, great, great call. Great call. Yeah. I'm with it. Totally dig it. All right. That is Mount Play a Play. Uh, bringing it back a little. Uh, old school feels good to bring that play. back. Right? Yeah, definitely. I love it. I love it. And, you know, we always feel good about this. Get him up. Let's go now. Tune it up. That's how we do it. Nikki's got her own theme song. She walks around and this music plays all over the streets. It is an unbelievable thing. All right, Nikki. Yes. Knowledge with Nikki, as always, is a beautiful thing. Yes. Very challenging. We don't know what she's going to say. We have no idea if it's going to be stats. It's going to be something about George Washington, you know, <laughs> something about alcohol or how much jelly beans were consumed on a certain day. We have no idea. But, Nikki, what do we got this week? Oh, yeah, we have Halloween trivia. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right, a little There's early. So on much Halloween trivia, we could just do it every year, which is fabulous for me. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you know that's the beauty of it. That is the beauty of it, isn't it? You do it every single year. All right, all right. So there Did it you guys is. Study? Did you study? Did you read up on Halloween? Uh, I, no, I, even if I thought about what you would possibly say, I wouldn't even have time. <laughs> <laughs> Really would. Uh, so I think I think I'm first this week. Yes. All right, let's yeah. get it going. All right, D. Question one: Since you were talking about Michael Myers, <laughs> how many Michael Myers movies are there? Oh wow! I'm going to say eight. Jay. I'm not trying. I'm honestly not trying to one up you. I thought it was a nine. Neither. Twelve. Wow. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Dang, I didn't know it was that many. Yeah. The first one I saw was the one with Buster Rhymes in it. I was like, oh, Buster Rhymes in the movie. Let me go see it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Halloween, like, I think it was called Halloween H2O or something like that. Something H2O. Like that. Yeah. Was it trash? Uh, that one was pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, a whole franchise sucks, or just <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is just making a bunch of money, basically. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, Dean, number two. When is the next time there will be a full moon on Halloween? Oh, wow. What year, I should say. I'm going to go with 2030. Okay. Wait, it was what again? When When is the next time there'll be a full moon? On Halloween. On Halloween. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say like 2037. I'll give it to you, Jay. 2039. Oh, oh wow. shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll stuff, take man. it. I'll take it. Sweet. All right. Not bad. All right, D. Number three. What is the most commercially successful horror movie of all time? Mm. Hmm. Commercially successful horror movie. I'm gonna say, hmm. I don't know if that's considered a horror movie, ah, but I'm gonna go with Jaws. <coughs> no, Jay. Which ah. was the most successful horror movie? Yep, most commercially successful horror movie of all time. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? It. 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 The original or the remake? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, nobody can think for themselves anymore. They just remake everything. It's so annoying. Remake this, remake that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, D number four. Why do some people wear their clothes inside out on Halloween? Mm. Because crisscross took wearing it backwards. So they were like, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, I'm gonna do inside out for Halloween. <laughs> Oh, man. Not quite. Jay, you want to take a stab at it? Why do they wear it backwards? Why do some people well, wear their clothes inside out on Halloween? Oh, inside out. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything. Why would you wear them inside out? Um, because... I don't know. Private. It, it's. A, I have no idea. I, you know what? I don't have it. I have no clue. I can't even think of anything. Okay. Well, a superstition states. What is it? It's a superstition that if you wear your clothes inside out and walk backwards on Halloween, you will see a witch at midnight. Oh wow! So somebody try it. I think I might have heard that somewhere. I'm, actually. I'm not trying to see the witch. So I'll fuck that. Man. <laughs> Maybe a good witch. It doesn't say it's a bad witch. Uh, That's true. There was a TV show called called A Good Witch, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But on Halloween, why would The Good Witch come out Halloween, though? Wouldn't The Good Witch come out some other time? Yeah. So I'm thinking it's a bad witch. All right, I'm tempted to do it. I mean, you know, you do those things when you're a kid. You do, what is it, Bloody Mary? But I mean, this shit never happens. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah, I, I mean, don't Candy say Man, it. Candyman in the... I don't. Yeah. 
But you know what? There could be some spooky stuff, voodoo stuff out there that I don't want to mess around with. You know what? I've heard about too much crap, and I don't even need to take a chance. Let somebody else go. <laughs> yeah, out. I ain't messing with the Ouija board or anything like that. That's bad juju. No. Oh, yes. Quick take again. Candyman, the new Candyman? Not that good yeah. either. No, no, nobody <laughs> thought it would be. Nobody thought it would be. <laughs> So that was no never, harm. never a problem. The thing is, the premise of Candyman makes it bad because you literally just have to keep his name out your mouth. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> just, like just, don't, yeah, just don't bring him up. <laughs> You'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Everything's good. Just don't talk yeah. about him. <laughs> All right, Jay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. What is the most popular Halloween candy in America? Mm. <laughs> I like the contemplation. <laughs> I know. This is like, sit back. <laughs> most popular candy. Most popular Halloween candy in America. Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. Is it candy corn? No. See? Mm, that's, that's a good guess because that's literally the only time people talk about candy corn is Halloween. Pretty much. Um, I right, gave it a shot. Most mm. popular Halloween candy? Yep. I'm going to go with mini Reese's, the little mini Reese's cups. No, Skittles. Oh. Oh, really? Oh, I, that would, I wouldn't have guessed that actually. Marshall Lynch approved. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Maybe all of uh, you know, Seattle, Washington, wherever he lives right now, you know, just got the whole state to get on it, and it's like, yep, let's win this thing. I don't know. Probably taking three shots of Hennessy right now. <laughs> all right, Jay, number two. Who was the first first lady to decorate the White House for Halloween? Oh, um, Oh, I know this. Uh, I definitely know this. Holy sh- Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Nice job, Jay. Nice Jay. job. I knew it was somewhere that- back there. Somewhere. <laughs> that's a good Jeopardy knowledge right there. Like, you would know, like, that's a question. <laughs> yeah, right. Good I do good in the first round of Jeopardy. The second round kicks my ass. That's <laughs> tough. All right. Number three. Jay, how many takes did it take to get the projectile vomit scene right in The Exorcist? Oh, God. I wouldn't want to be around for that. Uh, how many times? It's got to be like an insane amount or a very low amount. Which way am I going to go? I'm going to say, oh, shit, 23. D? I'm going to say three. I'll give it to you, D. Just one. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's not bad. That's the type of scene. You got you to gotta get it once, and that's it. All right. I, I imagine nice. the Exorcist, the original one, when it came out, I imagine they didn't have the money to just do that over and over again. True. <laughs> that's a good point. Right? Yeah. Let's, like, let's get this shit right. You know, let's uh, <laughs> yeah. fuck this up. Your head's going to spin around and pea soup's going to come out your mouth and just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, last one for you. In oh, what, yeah. what state 
Is it illegal to dress up as a nun or a priest on Halloween? What? What state? I would guess um, Utah. No. Dave? That was, that was going to be my guess. Utah? Really? Yeah, Utah, Utah. It was. Um, well, I spared you. Yeah, you spared me on that one because you would think with the like the religious. The Mormon. Yeah. Right. That's what that's the, that's the only reason why I said it. Um, but then I have to go with the Bible Belt. Uh, so I'm gonna say Georgia, Alabama. Ah, you were close. close. That, close right you, your, your mindset was in the right place. Yeah, Let's your put mindset it that was in the right place. <laughs> Half a point for the mind being there. <laughs> Good job, guys. Jay, looks like you took this one, right? I did. I did. Is this uh, <laughs> my second? I think one is really impressive, bro. Yeah. I, you know, I I knew that one. I, I was like in the back of my head. I'm like I I definitely know the answer. I heard this before. I watched it on some History Channel show, and then boop, came right in. Beautiful thing. All right, excellent job, Mickey. Great questions as always. Knowledge, Nikki. I love it. I love it. it. Is so much fun. Oh, it is so much fun. She gets back at us for whatever we've done, but we move <laughs> on now to our next segment as we have our freaky fantasy football draft. How you doing? Let's get it going. Who won last week? Let me tell you that Nikki won again ever since she decided to change the rule, which she changed back. <laughs> She's been winning shit. So she won Thank again. You. Thank up- you. Well done. Congratulations. 116 <laughs> points. Damien, right. you did not do bad at all. You came in second with 105.1. I, on the other hand, did terrible and that's also because darren waller didn't even play but i wouldn't have caught you guys anyway i ended up with 51.6 points it was just a total shit show so i had the worst week by far ever i haven't been in third place yet but i'm in third place this week so damn anyway i did yep i I won that and i tied damien for you know best record we all triple lock so i can feel pretty good about that stuff and you know what else feel good about let me break for one more second yo d you know what's going on in your league, baby? Somebody else is in first place. You know who the man is? <laughs> this guy right here. I said, this guy right here. And you know what's really interesting also about it, though? When you look at the points against, I have the second highest points against, which gives my win probability rate way down. But yeah. somehow my boys come out and fucking do it every week for me, baby. I'm here. Where I ain't going nowhere. First place. Had to say it. All right. You got the right, you got the right to brag, man. My team has not been uh, injuries that really hurt me in all my fantasy leagues. Yours too. Like my team has just been <laughs> in yeah. all my fantasy leagues. Uh, so it's been a rough year for me, but hopefully I can turn it around. <laughs> yep. There's been a lot of mixing and matching going on. There's no question yeah. about it. We have had that. So, Nikki, uh, what are the rules again? You go first. I guess I go first. I guess so. Let's get it going. Oh, shit. And Damien, you go second. And I am in last place. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me get a quarterback first. That seems to work for me. Oh, okay. Now we know the strategy. Um, <laughs> Take away the best quarterback that week. <laughs> yes, why not? Yeah, but I don't know. You guys could have taken them already. Um, 
All right. I'm going to take Dak Prescott. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know that, I mean, he's probably playing, but he does have an ankle thing. You do know that, right? Is he not yeah, playing? Calf. No, no I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's playing. Yeah, All right, so let me change yeah. it. Let me change it. You're saying that he might. No, have- no, you shouldn't change. I, I just, I just wanted to make you. You're trying to get in your head. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to help her out. Now, you know what? I screwed up her mind. Like, Dak's going to go and throw out six touchdowns. You know, uh, come on. I can't screw her over like that. That ain't cool. Can't what, have that. Is he questionable or like, what is the. No, he's playing. He's just got an ankle thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he strained his calf the last play of the game. That was a couple of weeks ago for the bye. But I'm pretty sure he'll be good. And the Vikings defense sucks. They're not going to get to him. Well, all right. I will keep Dak, and then if he's out, I will text with my changes. Yes, which is what I should have done. I should have got Darren Wall the hell out of there, even though it wouldn't have made a freaking difference. All right, so we're going with uh, Nikki. Number one pick is, again, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. All right, D, you get your first pick. Give me Joe Burrow. Oh, you took one off my list, you sucker. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) Make me upset. That's why I thought Nikki was gonna go. I took him already. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> I wanted to. He was the quarterback I wanted this week. The other two guys, I'm not so sure about. Uh, but all right, I guess I can wait on quarterback now. So let me go somewhere else. I will take players who I haven't taken yet that I think will have a big week. Are Cooper Cup and Kyle Pitts. That's what I'm going with. Start it out. Okay. Huh? Kyle Pitts has been balling lately. Yeah. Yep. I had oh, him in. I uh, that too. I said he would not do anything until about week seven or eight. Oh, uh, yeah. He'd come alive. Okay. Bonus bragging rights. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, doubt. no doubt. No, I had him in fan duel. He helped me uh, win a couple of dollars over there. So, uh, you know, I'll be a fan as long as you keep doing that sort of stuff for me. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. So. Uh, let me just make sure something over here. Where is um, where is LA? Where is LA playing this week? Oh, in Houston. That's right. That's why I want the cup. I apologize. All right, D. You got uh, Burrow. You got your next pick. Uh, give me Cincinnati's defense. Oh, all right, you're going bangle out, man. Damn. You're gonna wear a tiger costume for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I love it as well. Nikki, you get two. Well, give me Jamar Chase. Let's go. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. I already took him. I couldn't take him this week. The one week he didn't ball out is the week I took him. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me with Derrick Henry. The week he did nothing. I took him. <laughs> uh, Nikki, you really are a thief, I'll tell you. You take yeah, my yeah. players. I'm sorry. Um. Oh, man. Okay, time for running back. It's getting rough at running back here. Mm-hmm. Bye weeks are tough. Yeah, they are. And um, also the fact that all running backs are going down, like, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I guess I give me DeAndre Swift. You're playing the Eagles. Oh, man, come right? on. <laughs> That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Jay, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> if you knew you would do it anyway, and you would take pleasure in it and laugh <laughs> at me, you would love it. That's what would happen. <laughs> I know how Jason thinks, and then me and Nikki had our private phone call. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. We had to happen at some point to take away from Jay. Yep. This is what we do. Back, we do Total it on conspiracy. Wednesday mornings. This is what we do. Total conspiracy. We're on the Peloton talking about it. 
Yep. Yeah, we're on the leaderboard, <laughs> everything. <laughs> They're like, all right, just one more. One more, one, one more minute or one more one more question. One more question. <laughs> Shoot. All right. So good two picks right there that you thieved away from me. All right, mm-hmm. Dean, you thieved my quarterback. What else do you want to take? <laughs> Jake is so salty. Oh my god. I'm pissed. All ridiculous. right. It's like you know yeah. me doing you have Jedi mind tricks. It's pissing me off. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh so I'm gonna take I'm trying to see if a nice who's running backs available. Who's he gonna take? Uh, who's he gonna give take? me Alex Collins against Jacksonville. Oh, okay. All right. Not bad, my friend. Okay. Two picks have I. Oh, I shall go with I need myself a quarterback. Must find a quarterback. British now. Yes, indeed, my love. Yes, yes, we are going to London. Um, why do I want this play? I wrote him down. I can't quite figure it out. Ah, here it is. What? That's pretty good. Do you yeah, like work good, on it? Yeah. No, I just this, I don't ever do shit like that. It just kind of came out. I thought it sounded like shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I need my, a quarterback. My accent is so horrible when I try it so bad. Come on, now, you're the only one who hasn't done it yet. Yeah, but any other accent if you have to. Um, I'm gonna go untraditional over here and I'm gonna go with uh Jared Goff at home against Philly. Oh, oh. I like that. That's a good All one right. in, a, in a game like this where you can't pick the same guy twice. That's a good pick to like, okay, let me just spread some to, out, to yeah. the side, hungry Take for a, a win, you yeah. know. That type of stuff. So, yeah. All right. I need defense and I need running backs. So, I shall take. Give me. Who's he playing? Yes, I'll take Ezekiel Elliott. They're playing the Minnesota Vikings. That will be my second pick in this round. I have not taken him yet. I checked. (laughs) All right. D, you're up, bro. All right. Give me Zach Ertz. Oh, okay. okay. A little bit on See, the accent. Give me bloody Zach Ertz. <laughs> I think, Jay, you're the one that you practice yeah. all this behind yeah. our backs. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> these openings. Yeah. And, when he was yep. single, he was using that to get the ladies. Oh, That's, hey, <laughs> I didn't have any other way. You just had to step up and, you know, make it happen. You know, I make an impression. I feel like, I feel like you can say anything in the English accent, and ladies are like, "Oh, that's so sexy!" Right? right? <laughs> oh, they love it. Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm going to try it after hearing you. Thank you. <laughs> what were we talking about anyway? <laughs> it is whose pick is it? I is it football backer. still? All right. <laughs> Uh, oh, Nikki, you get two. You get to close it out over here. You got a tight end, uh, and they're already running. Then it's freaking only week eight. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, defense. Um, tight end's getting tough. I guess. Jesus. Um, he ain't going to help you right now. No, he's <laughs> not. Oh, you know what? I haven't taken Travis Kelsey, so let me Did do you- that. <laughs> Well, I took Pitts anyway, so I'm still mad at you for yelling his name. So. Why? You're mad that I said his name? 
If I didn't take Pitts, then you know I was thinking about taking Kelsey. So yeah, if Lori took your pick, what what is this like if stuff? I don't know. I just didn't want anybody to take him this week. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's gonna have a good matchup. I went back and forth between him and Pitts. You can't pick my guy or that guy. That's right. (laughs) That's right. You can't pick anybody. Screw that shit. You gotta check me first. (laughs) Oh Lord. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, I got one more. Sorry. Yes, you do. Your Um, defense. defense. Yep. (laughs) I, oh my God. I don't know. Uh, I guess give me Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? All right. (laughs) I'm not the energy to yell at you. (laughs) Because you're mad I said the name Pittsburgh. (laughs) It's the only reason why. Just because you said Pittsburgh. Oh my God. I can't control myself today. You guys are cracking me up. All right, D, you got Burrow Collins. The uh, Zach Ertz and Cincinnati's defense. So you need a wide receiver. You need a wide receiver. Did I pick a running back yet? Collins. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, so for my wide receiver, you want me to have to check to see if you took him? Uh, probably so. Good thing I wrote it down. All right. <laughs> uh, That's what co-hosts do for each other. Yeah, man, you're amazing, bro. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't expecting that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I got paper ready just in case. You know, I can't even read my own damn handwriting. I swear to God. I mean, I, it, it's supposed to be like clean look. I try. I still can't read it. I got no idea. If I don't write in big block letters, I cannot read it. Oh, man. Uh, against Minnesota, give me C.D. Lamb. Oh, I see yeah. what you're doing right there, my friend. Very good. <laughs> CD. All right. Now I get to close her out with the defense that I have not picked yet. Who am I going to take here? Who do I like? You know what I like? You know what? Let's just do it, man. San Fr- After what I saw at the Tampa Bay's defense due to Chicago, I think the 49ers defense can do the same thing. I really do. I'll take the 40- I'll take 49ers defense this week. You know what? Screw that. Hold on. I may have taken him. Now I'm the idiot. I have to go look back. Here we go. Did I take the 49ers? J. J. No. Sorry. No, I haven't. So I'm going to take him now. That's what I'm going with. That closes out the draft right there. All right. So that's what we're going to do. I think they're going to beat a bunch. They got a bad offensive line. We got a great defensive line. I see a lot of sacks coming. Big things happening over here for the 49ers. They have to just shit in the bed against fucking Colts. Anyway, here are our teams. <laughs> Nikki, the reigning champion, has got Dak Prescott, DeAndre Swift, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And our man D over here, head coach, has got Joe Burrow, Alex Collins, C.D. Lamb. Zach Ertz, now with Arizona and the Cincinnati Bengal defense, who are all of a sudden the best freaking team in the AFC. I have Jared Goff. I know it's weird, but I like the matchup. So I went for it uh, against Philly. And I will also go with Ezekiel. So, excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott. Thank you very much. Cooper Cup, Kyle Pitts, and the 49ers defense. And that concludes Freaky Fantasy Football Draft for week eight. We shall see. Who shall reign supreme when we come around next time this week? But we still got more for you guys. Can't wait to get it going over here. All right.
prop bets, man. Prop bets. We each got four of them. We're going to spit them out, and it could be bragging rights or bites after it. We'll see. Anything is possible. Damien, you want to take it away? Yes. It's funny that you mentioned the 49ers and Bears game. The over-under is set at 39 and a half, I believe. And wow, I believe that's very low. It's low, and I believe it's, it's low for a reason because they're going to be even below that. <laughs> I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. So give me the under on that one. Let me just verify and make sure. Yep, 39 and a half. So, yeah, I'm wow. giving you the under for Chicago versus San Francisco. I can see that game being 13 to 10, something like that. So uh, give me the under on that. Yeah, it is possible. I mean, even 20 to 17, you still win. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, cool. What do you got, Nick? Um, well, you all know I'm not very risky, so I do like to take the easy money, and I like the Bills to cover as 13.5-point favorites. Let me just say something to you right now. That's my number one, but not only that, I'm taking it as well. I also have them covering 13.5, but you you think that's an easy bet? That's a lot of points. It's Miami. (laughs) (laughs) They... It's that's one of the mysteries this year. Why does Miami suck so bad? Like right, we all Washington. thought for sure. Like even if we didn't have them make the playoffs, we didn't have them like sucking like this. Right. No. no. This, yeah. They have. I talk about it with my buddies down here. They have the players and they have the same coaching staff. I don't know what what went wrong except for you know two were going out during that time, but yeah. it was still scoring. Yeah. So, it's the defense. The defense. The, yeah, the defense. They're letting up too many points. You know, and the Falcons, they drove right down the end of at, at the end of the game. No problem. Kick a field goal, win it, go home. You know, so they got to pick it up. It's it's a defense. And Brian Flores is not the coach of the year that I thought he was going to be. So there you go. It's another freaking crow bite for me. <laughs> I don't remember who I picked for coach of the year. Oh, I picked Sean Payton. You still got a chance. Of course you did. Why, who else would you pick? <laughs> Jameis Winston, quantum leaping. Alvin Kamara is going to win the MVP. <laughs> hey, you're salty today. I'm right? playing with the man. My boy knows me. Uh-huh. Damn. Mm-hmm. All right. Salt over there. Yeah. <laughs> salt, little pepper. We're all good. That's right. All right. So I agree with you on number one. All right. So deep. What's uh, number two? So for my number two, uh, they have Dallas is only one and a half point favorites against Minnesota. I think they win that game easily so i don't know why it's only one and a half i know minnesota's had some good games where they played well and played close against like arizona where they should have won that game but against dallas the way they're playing right now i think that's an easy bet dallas over one and a half yeah you get that three points like automatic at home so that means that they were you know four and a half points favored you know based yeah. uh underdog i should say at, at home against the cowboys who are five and one, you know, they're not three and three like Minnesota, even though they show promise. Um, yeah, that's uh, I don't know, but is I wonder if it's like a sucker bet type thing, like you know, yeah, look at this low line over here, Dallas going in there, they're playing so great. What if Minnesota matches them offensively? It, it can happen, but um, it's basically a pick them at one and a half, like whoever you yeah. think is going to win. Oh, yeah, almost that one and a half, though. It doesn't have to suck if the game ends like freaking 29 28. You just want to, kill yeah, that would, that would definitely suck. <laughs> that would be the worst. Oh, God. 
What do you got, Nikki? Your next one. What's number two? Uh, okay, number two. Well, if I had to pick, you know, double-digit dog, I actually do like the Giants in this one. So Kansas City actually has the uh, worst turnover margin, minus 10, in the league. So I can't bet them as a 10-point favorite, but I do think the Giants deliver on this one. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I can't. I just don't know why their offense is looking the way they are. I mean – Maybe the one reason they're really not they they're not running the ball, D. That's like that's a big problem, and their defense just sucks. They're supposed to be getting better and better and better. I don't know. I mean, we can have a lot a lot of talks about this, but be, getting beat twenty seven to three, my God, God, yeah. No, the Chiefs are seem like they're broken. Uh, like this is when you hit the panic button. You said it yeah, earlier this year. Week seven, week eight, week six, week seven, week eight is where you really find out who your team is and what your strengths and weaknesses are. And right now, it seems like that defense is saying it's a weakness it would be an insult to weaknesses. Like, yeah, that, really. <laughs> like that defense is horrible. horrible. And the offense, Patrick Mahomes out here turning the ball over. Like I almost I squinted my eyes and almost saw 2019 Jameis Winston. Like he's turning he's turning the ball over at that type of rate, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's bad out there, man. But I definitely agree with uh, Nikki on that pick. I don't think the Giants lose by ten. Yeah, I, I I'm with you there. I think that the Giants are going to score with them, and Kansas City is now turning the ball over. You know, every which way, fumbling interceptions. I can't believe he's got nine interceptions, Patrick Mahomes already nine, and a lot of them are really, really his fault. Just throwing the ball for no freaking reason whatsoever. So, yeah, it starts with him, and they got to get better. And they got to run the ball, and they got to figure out on defense what the hell they're doing. Otherwise, Spags is out of there. That'll be it. All right. Um, am I up for my number two? Yep. Or Nikki's up? You're up. No, you're up. I'm up. All right. Uh, well, I'm kind of, I guess I'm giving away a pick already, but uh, I don't give a shit. I think the Lions are going to get their first home, uh, get their first win at home. I'm sorry. And they're three and a half point underdogs against Philly. Now, I find that really interesting. I, I want to get you guys' opinion on that real quick. Philly is favored three and a half, and they're going to Detroit. It's not like Philly's a great team. I know Detroit has not won a game yet, but they've showed that they can play. I think Detroit beats them outright and obviously covers. What do you think, Nikki? You don't have to give away your pick, but just kind of like going with, like, why is Philly favored so much? Do you think they should be favored three and a half? Going on the road? No, but it's probably because Detroit hasn't won a game, I would think. But they they obviously do play their opponents pretty tough. And Jay, that's also my number two. I think the obvious play is <laughs> to take Detroit here. Because, okay. Um, no, I, I think they cover for sure. And I, I do think that this is the week they, they get their first win. All right. Hey, we gave away one of our games. That's fine. Who cares? You know, this is prop bet time. We're giving it, we're giving stuff away a little bit early, but that's cool. I love it. I love it. Nikki and I do get on the same wavelength with these things. It's weird. We don't talk like you guys, but uh, yeah. <laughs> because you, you, do you have a Peloton? You got to get on the Peloton. I got, I know. I got to drop the You know, secrets on the I, that's it, right? I, I'm going to hack in, spyware, all that shit, and just it's figure it Peloton out. Peloton Oasis. That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy. All right. So, uh, that all our number twos are in? Yeah, I say it's on me. Um, so, I'm going to go with Cincinnati, favored by 10 and a half against the Jets. I'm surprised it's not like 17 or 18. Uh, maybe it'll get higher as the week goes along. But, yeah, 10.5, I'll bet it right now before it moves up. 
I think sure they went by you know two touchdowns. So I don't know why we only need ten and a half. Right in New York, backup quarterback uh, Joe Fox. Joe Flacco is not going to play. You know, Mike White's yeah. going to play again. So, yeah, that's a good call. I'm with Did you. Did you hear Robert Sala today? He was like, "Whoa, we didn't get a veteran because we're all in on Mike White. We're really, <laughs> yeah, really, dude. Rah rah, is this going yeah. by? So they got they got Flacco to be the backup to the backup. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All in. He's the next, 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 next guy up. Like, what a joke. All right. So as we're going through our number threes over here, Nikki. I think I'm at my one, number one. Yeah, I only got one left. Uh, oh. Anyway, I do like the two and a half for the Falcons a lot. I think it is the right number for them. And I like them to win by a lot more than that. Okay. They're hosting Carolina, who's been crumbling. And Nikki saw it right before her very eyes. Yeah. 25 to three, I think the game was. So, yeah. Yeah, Carolina not looking good. They need Christian McCaffrey in the worst way. It's unbelievable. All right, so let me get my next one in there. Um, I think that the Rams will have the highest point total uh, this week. They'll score the most points out of any team, the L.A. Rams, and uh, the reason why is because they're playing the Houston Texans in the Dome against Davis Mills, who can't do anything, and the running back crew can't do anything. They Even though they showed promise in the first half of the first quarter, Last week against Arizona, and then they just shit the bed all over the place. So I'm going to say that the Rams score the most points out of any team this week. Okay. Okay. Like what do you got, Um, So there's a prop bet on my app that I use where Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry uh, to combine for over 200-plus rushing yards. I like that one. I think they easily come together, get over 200 yards, because Derrick Henry by himself can have a crazy game and go for 200. So I, I think them together, that's a pretty safe bet to make for them to go over 200 yards. I'm surprised it's only 200. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I would take that in a second. Yeah. I really would. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Imagine more than runs, runs for 98 yards. You just want to like, oh, my God, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> uh, Nikki, you're out. You are all out of bullets over here. I am. Okay, okay. So let me get my last one in here. And I'm going to go to my 49ers. And I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier. Now, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Chicago and Justin Fields. And he's turning the ball over because he's not being protected and they're not running the right offense. And you know what? I see wide receivers dropping the ball all the time for him. Yeah, he throws it a little bit high, but they got to catch that ball. So what's going on right now with that team? 49ers. They will sack Justin Fields at least five times in that game. So that's one of my prop bets. Okay. No, I definitely like that one, that offensive line. They've been doing a better job of trying to protect them. Uh, they, yeah, trying. They had, <laughs> trying is the word. They're trying. Uh, they had one offensive line who they took out of the game against Tampa Bay, who was just every time they were just like lining up different defensive ends, like, oh, you want a, you want a chance to get a sack this time? Yeah. You're right. alive against this guy, and they took him out. Uh, but, yeah, now nah, the offensive line is horrible. Tim Fields is not set up for success right now. So I definitely understand why you made that pick. Yeah, five sacks or more. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, D, you got is that you got one or is that your last one? I can have one more for you. All right, cool. So for the lowest scoring game, I already talked about how I got under for in Bears and 49ers. I think that's going to be the lowest scoring game by far. Mm. So. I'm going to go with that one for lowest scoring game. That's very possible. Yeah. That certainly is possible. All right. 
All right, so that's prop bets. And a lot of these come in and come out in our uh, bragging rights over there. So you know what? Freaking listen up, guys. You can make a couple of bucks. And then, you know, if you want to charry it over to 3rd and 3 Podcast Charity, you know, feel free. It's all good. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> all right. You, you guys tips on Twitter now. You guys see that on Twitter. You can, like, solicit for tips. So oh, yeah? if 3rd right. and 3 Podcast. I got to go. Gave you something. <laughs> <laughs> we made you a little money. Throw us a tip. That's right. Why not? Sure. Just like yeah. as we brought you some coffee and breakfast, you know, give us a little tip. It's a nice thing. Help yeah. us out. <laughs> Holy sugar. Yeah, all right. Well, here we go. We got to make picks. We gate. We are here. Let's do it. It's great. It's our fate to make wonderful picks, and we shall do it. Let's go. Thursday Night Football. This sucks. Again, Devontae Adams out. And um, also uh, – Alan Lazard is also out. So they're going to have to rely on Tanyan and MVS. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name right now. And some other guys. I'm just going to say right off the bat, I, Green Bay, I, I know they're better than what they're going to show against Arizona, even though Arizona's a really good team. But I got to take Arizona at home to win this game. I think that Green Bay just won't be able to hang with them point for point. But it's still it'll be somewhat high scoring. So I'm going to go 35 31 Arizona. What do you got, D? Okay. Yeah, I like that pick. I'm going Arizona 28 to 20. I think the loss at receiver will be a little too much for Green Bay to overcome. Yeah. On the short week. This is kind of the, I guess, the catch 22 of Thursday night football. You want good games like this one, but if something happens like this, you don't have that chance for them to get the players back. Yeah. To make it truly a good game. And also, yep. You have good teams playing against each other, but they don't get the time to prepare like they would for a Sunday game. So honestly, it's probably my case to like get rid of Thursday night football. I know they would never do that, but you want these two teams playing on Sunday or Monday, honestly, against yeah. each other instead of Thursday night football. Yeah. But we have it on Thursday night, so I'm gonna go with Arizona 28 to 20. All right. You got Arizona as well. Nikki, what do you say? Oh man. Well, I think Aaron Rodgers is still mad about the two playoff games he lost in Arizona and hell have no fury like Aaron Rodgers scored. I think he comes in <laughs> in the clutch right at the end. Green Bay 28, Arizona 24. All right. All right. Already. I like Long how you call Aaron Rodgers. Like you look, he called him emotional. He is emotional. <laughs> More emotional than me. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. He definitely he's a very a, sensitive yeah. fellow. He really is. He is. <laughs> it really works with the character he's doing on the state farm commercials now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right. This should be a real exciting matchup. The Bengals go to play the New York Jets at MetLife. What's happened, Nikki? Um, <laughs> well, I'm locking this in, obviously. All right. Uh Cincinnati 31, Jets 13. Okay, Cincinnati and a lock. All right, D. You can do the same thing. Clink clink, lock it in. <laughs> Give me Cincinnati 30, Jets 10. Locking it up right there. Yeah, as I look at the, the schedule and some games could be really tough, it's also a game that I think I should lock in. I don't really care where they play. And look, they went to Baltimore and they won. Imagine what it could do to the fucking Jets. So I'm also going to lock it in 27 to 10. Lock that sucker right up. All right, moving this along. It's a divisional oh. matchup. Oh, I cut you off? I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Yeah, this is also like a maturity check for Cincinnati. Like they have to make That's sure they don't like that. Overlook this game. They take this game seriously. They don't go oh. in there and lose to the Jets. 
because they're coming off this high of beating Baltimore. So it's definitely one where you got to look at the coaches and be like, have this team prepared for this game. Yeah, easy quote trap unquote, game. Yeah. Trap game, yep. Quote, unquote, trap game, definitely. They, th- that's a really good point. If they can go into somebody else's house who is desperate to win, it's probably going to pull out some trickery if they could find it or whatever. And they, they got to be ready for everything. No question about it. So that's a good call by you, D. I like it. I like it. All right, so moving to a divisional matchup, AFC South. The Tennessee Titans are 5-2, and two, and the Colts, like I told you, they beat my Niners. I told you they were going to win, and I knew it. It fucking sucked having to watch that slop show in the rain. It was a freaking monsoon, cyclone, tsunami, everything at the same time. It was the wettest game I've ever seen in my life. Insane. Anyway, Tennessee's playing Indy. Damien, what do you got? Game's in Indianapolis. I got Tennessee 24-20. to 20. I think Derrick Henry has a big game against that defense. Okay. It's a close game, 24-20, Tennessee. <clears throat> All right. Well, again, Nikki, uh, both teams have been getting better, but Tennessee looks like they're ascending a little bit more. Do you think they go into uh, Indianapolis and steal it? Yeah, I'll say this. In Derrick Henry's past four games against Indy, he has averaged – 135.8 yards and one touchdown. Wow. So, wow. I would take Tennessee 28 yeah. 24. Oh, man. You, I love how Nikki comes with the stats to back up my just unlike my predictions. Don't be having nothing behind him. She comes with the stats to help me out. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, she's always got the stats. That's the knowledge, man. That's where it comes from. I like, a, I like a stat to support an argument most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, I am going to go against you in this game. I do like Indy at home. I think that they are getting better. They can run with Jonathan Taylor. They obviously have a really good defense. Carson Wentz is starting to feel himself a little more now, especially after that 90 game. Um, again, divisional foe. Things go weird in there in Tennessee. I know they're on a hot roll right now, but going into somebody else's house and playing that defense will be tough, despite what Nikki said. Derrick Henry running like a madman. I think they'll be more prepared for that and obviously switch up the scheme. So let me go Indy. I'm going to take it in a really close one. It'll be 26 to 23. Oh. Must win for Indianapolis. For Indianapolis. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is. They're three and four. You know, go to three and five. It's, you know, kind of tough or whatever. You know, the AFC isn't so top heavy yet. You know, there's a lot of room, but. Yeah, that would be a great thing for them to get to 500 and say, all right, here we are. Take a deep breath. Let's move on after the bye week and so on. So see what happens. All right. Next game we got L.A. Rams going to Houston. We have <laughs> this dyslexia over here with the record 6-1 and one Rams and 1-6 and six Houston. What's going to happen in this game? Well, I think the Rams, like I said, score the most points. So obviously I think they're going to win in Houston. Give me the Rams with 48 points mm. to only nine. 48-9 against Houston. I'm going Rams. Obviously, I'm locking it up. Okay. No, what I'm right there. there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with me. I'm right there with you. Locking it up. Clink, clink. Uh, Rams. I got Rams 28, Houston 7. I think they keep it respectable, but they still get blown out. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Walk, walk out with your head up high. That's it. <laughs> All right. What do you say, Nikki? Oh, yeah. Lock this in. I got Rams 33. And I, I give Houston 12 points. I don't like give them 12 because it's weird. Yeah. Maybe they get a safety. Because it's Halloween. So yeah. maybe <laughs> they put their weird. shirt. Something weird is going to happen. That's going to be yeah. some get super it. weird game that yeah. we're going to come back talking about next week. Like, how did this happen? It had to be Halloween. 
Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's it. Ooh, Halloween did it inside out and backwards. Someone saw a witch, Freddy Krueger in the mirror, or something. <laughs> I love it. You guys are great. All right, so we're all locking that sucker right in. Ah, Pittsburgh against Cleveland, who may be playing Case Keenum. I don't know if they're going to have Baker Mayfield back. I don't think that they should if they want to keep this guy around and make him their franchise quarterback, if that's what's going to happen. Uh, this is a really tough one, Dean. What do you think? I really don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know who okay. Cleveland's going to play. Uh, if they're healthy, I'm taking Cleveland, obviously. Okay. Uh, but even we know we just talked about Dearness Johnson, what he can do. Pittsburgh showed their run defense isn't that good against Seattle. Like if you want to run the ball against them and be physical, you can. So because of that, I'm going to take Cleveland. I think even with Dearness Johnson or if it's Nick Chubb, they're going to be able to run the ball in case Keenum be okay. So I'm going to go Cleveland 21, Pittsburgh 17. All right. I don't see it that way. I think that Pittsburgh, I know they've been to Cleveland a million times. They go every single year. So it's not like it's a big scare for them. You know, just deal with the crowd noise and make sure you have your, you know, your signs ready and everything like that. I just think that they have more players right now. And a guy like TJ Watt on defense who could just completely wreak havoc in the backfield. I, I think Pittsburgh, and I think it's going to be very low scoring, 19-14, Nikki. Um, yeah, I think it's very low score. This is tough because, I mean, it's either Case Keenum, right, who is going to have to make a couple big plays, and I don't really think he can, or you have Baker Mayfield with broken bones in his shoulder. Not that mm. I think Roethlisberger is any better. So I think, like, quarterback-wise, <laughs> probably, yeah. like, evenly matched here. So I think we're just looking at, like, battle of the defenses. Um but I do think Pittsburgh takes it at low scoring. Pittsburgh 19, Cleveland 16. All right. There you go. All right. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think Pittsburgh is in the game. And I think that defense is what it comes down to. Cleveland, they have not showed up on defense yet. They really haven't. I mean, a couple of times here and there, but against the big teams, nope, not yet. All right. On to Detroit, where Philly comes in at 2-5, and five, and Detroit, again, 0-7. Oh, they need their first win. I gave it away earlier. I said the Lions are going to get their first win of the season. They will do it, winning by the score of 30-22. to 22. What say you, Nikki? Uh, I say the same thing, plus law of averages, right? They've come so yeah. close. I mean, eventually, like, they're going to win one of these close games. I think against the Eagles, probably the week that they can do it if they were to do it. Uh, Detroit 27, Philly 24. All right. They went in a close one, she says. What do you say? What up, D? Part of me is scared because the last time we all picked Detroit. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> what a mistake. But I do believe in Detroit this week against Philadelphia. They're going to pull out all the tricks. I know last week they had extra motivation trying to get Jarek off that win against the Rams. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're still going to have even more trying to get that first win for Dan Campbell. So I got them 20 to 17 over Philadelphia. I dig it. I dig it. All right. All on Detroit. How about that? Oh, we come to my game. My San Francisco 49ers at two and four. This is what I was <laughs> terrified of again. And injuries are killing us. No George Kittle out there. Brandon Ayuk is not involved in the game. It's a big worry. And our running game looked really good if you were watching it Sunday night. And then all of a sudden we stopped running. I don't know what the hell happened. But Elijah Mitchell was running the ball well. And I just like the 49ers defense doing a lot of damage to the offenses of a Chicago. You know, I think that it's going to be low scoring, but I think that the 49ers come out on top, even on the road. They've been shitty at home, so they got to win on the road if they're going to win any freaking game. So I am going to take the 49ers in this game. 
by a score of 22 to 18. I know it's weird, but that's what happens in weird games. What do you think, uh, D? I'm going San Francisco 13 to 7. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Wow. Offense. Both offenses have shown the, you know, just the probability to struggle. And both defenses have shown the ability to stop other teams outside of Chicago getting whooped on by Tampa Bay last week. The defense has been pretty good this year. Uh, so I think they get back to their good defensive ways this week, but it's not enough against San Francisco. And San Francisco, I need to win some type of game because they're definitely going to be in my crow bites for me picking them as the, uh, NFC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the NFC favorites to win the Super Bowl. So I need them to start winning somewhere. <laughs> Let you wait on that for a little bit. We'll see if we can get hold, get get together, get our guys back. It'll be a really beautiful thing because we do have the defense there. There's no doubt. But the problem is the offense, after those first 15 scripted plays in Nicky and D, they end up falling apart. Like it, yeah. they had everything going. They looked great on their first drive. Then they came out a little bit, had a, had a first down, and then boom, everything fell apart. So I don't – and I blame that on Kyle Shanahan. He needs yeah. to keep the play calling consistent – Get those guys moving in the backfield. Get Debo the ball. Run the ball. Do what we do, and we're not doing it. And I think there's a very big lack of trust in Brandon Ayuk right now. And the tight end position, you know, it's Charlie Warner and people like Charlie Warner. Like, who the hell is that? So I, I get it. I get it. And Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback, and he's nothing great. But they have an amazing record with him, and without him, they're crap. But now it's turning around. They're two and four. So not the same old story, Nikki. I'm sorry to ramble, but uh, who's your pick in this game? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm going San Francisco. I think the defense is the better of the two. I think the Bears are wandering aimlessly into the abyss. <laughs> like, I just – I don't know what is going on there offensively. Um, you know, this might come down to, like, a couple big plays from Justin Fields, but I just don't know that he's going to be able to do that against the 49ers defense. So San Fran 22, Chicago 20, because I think it's going to be closer and tougher than people think. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, we got we got close scores. I got 22-18. I know it sounds weird, but anything can happen. All right. Cool. Let's get on to the next one. As those Carolina crumbling Panthers that were 3-0 and <laughs> once upon a time, are now three and four, and they go into play Hot Lana, who just beat Miami in the last second. So there's another tough game to pick right here. Nikki, you want to take it? Sure, I will take it. Uh, so Matt Ryan has 10 TDs and one interception in his last four games. So I am going to take Atlanta 29, right. Carolina, I don't know, 26, something in there. <laughs> 20 something in there. Give, uh, give him a few yeah, points, you know. Yeah, and it's not like you know Atlanta has a great defense, but true, true. All right, so you got Atlanta. D, what do you got? As much as it pains me, I'm going to have to go at Atlanta as as well. Uh, Atlanta 28, Carolina 27. I don't like either team, but I have a special hate in my heart for Atlanta. But (laughs) (laughs) I'll go Atlanta 28, 27 because Carolina, like you said, they're crumbling. Even the defense isn't playing well. Atlanta can score. Uh, Matt Ryan hasn't thrown interceptions, but he does have turnovers and crucial points. That fumble kept Miami in the game late in that one uh but i think this game he keeps under control kyle pitts continues to thrive and show why he was such a highly coveted pick so i got atlanta winning okay all right we're all on atlanta as well okay excellent excellent moving on to our next game we got miami buffalo another divisional matchup miami's one and six buffalo is four and two coming off a bye there is no 
fucking way that Miami <laughs> is going to beat Buffalo. I am locking the shit out of that, Nikki. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, me too. You can lock this in for me. I don't know. Yeah, Buffalo, like 33-something Miami. I don't know. 22 uh, <laughs> yeah. if that we'll see i love it yeah buffalo i think is just going to come out and destroy yeah i got that lock and my score is by the way 34 14 uh deese what do you say you want to get dangerous over here <laughs> no nah, i'm not dark wing duck i can't i can't get that dangerous <laughs> <laughs> great reference man way to go uh, but i'm gonna go with uh, buffalo lock it in clink clink 31 to 10 all right. All right. Uh, so we all, I, I, Nikki's got uh, one, two, three locks. D, you got two. And I got my three already. Wow. How about that? Okay. So the locks are out. Throw away the key. Let's get on to the next game. New England now travels to L.A. to take on the Chargers, who are also coming off by week, seeing if they get their shit together after, you know, getting that beat down by Baltimore. We're going to see what happens now. So they're in there. New SoFi home where there might be some Patriot fans there. You know, it's very mixed around that area. But um, New England, like I said, they are a good team. They could be even better. But they go play definitely a high-powered offense and a pretty good defense. The one thing, like I've said week after week, and it keeps proving true, is that that defense of the Chargers allows a lot of rushing yards. So Bill Belichick knows that. He's going to have Damian Harrison. He's going to have Stevenson. They're going to be running the ball. They're going to be doing a lot of play action. And you know what? They're going to upset the Chargers. This is my upset of the week. Ooh. Yep. Uh, I like it. This is my upset of the week. Very nice. New England goes in there, and they take care of it. They had the studying. They know what they got to do. The players are going to be in the right spot. Not going to be an extremely high-scoring game at all. It's going to be more around the area of 23-17. to 17. So, yep, give me New England. I'll take it. Ooh. I don't know if anybody's going to follow along, but uh, – Let's see. D, what do you think? It's very tempting, Jay. I've gone back and forth on this one. I talk about New England as my surprise playoff team, but I also had the Chargers in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Um, this one's tough, but I think the Chargers have to bounce back from the last time we saw them. You know, last time we saw them, they were getting smashed on. Uh, so I think that the Chargers bounce back in this one 24-17, though, a good game. Okay. All right. Definitely sounds like a good game so far. I got 23-17. Nikki, what do you think? Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be close. Um, I think the Chargers win outright, but I am predicting two turnovers for them. So I think the Patriots will hang around. Uh, the Chargers 28, Patriots 25. 28-25. All right. Well, it looks like it'll be an entertaining game if we're all right about uh, our scores. Let's see what happens with the pick as I am the Lone Ranger over here taking New England on the road. Also on the road this weekend, the Jacksonville Jaguars going all the way across the country to Seattle to take on the 2-5 and five Seahawks, a game that people are not going to want to watch, not going to pay a whole lot of attention to. Damian, what the hell is going to happen? Yeah, if I had four locks, I would put my fourth lock on this one. Um, yeah. I'm going to go to Seattle to beat Jacksonville. Uh, Seattle's going to be desperate, you know, and Jacksonville is a team that, Got their win, so I think they're going. They got they got their Super Bowl victory this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going with Seattle, twenty to fourteen. I like it. I like it. I'm going Seattle, twenty four fourteen. Um, you know, even Gino in there and everything. I don't see Trevor Lawrence and those guys coming in there and you know making any sort of mess. We're going to see a lot of Jamal Adams, a lot of Bobby, Bobby Wagner. 
uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty hot, man. Uh, that's what I think. Nikki, what are your thoughts? I actually think it's going to be closer than you guys yeah? think. I okay. think Jacksonville is going to be able to move the ball uh, on the Seattle defense. I'm not taking Jacksonville, but I do think it's an ugly win for Seattle. I have Seattle 24, Jacksonville 23. All right. All right. So you like a little bit closer. Okay. I hear your rationale. I can dig it. I'm with you. All right. Let's see what goes on in the next game. This one's kind of also a little confusing to pick. Washington 2-5 and five going to Denver 3-4. and four. Denver, again, they were 3-0. and oh. Then they lost four in a row. I mean, a total hot mess. And Washington, yeah, they looked good against the Packers for a little while. Then they fell apart. They couldn't do anything in the second half. This one's a tough one. Nikki, why don't you go first? Yeah, so Denver is the third best scoring defense in the league. And Washington has allowed 30 points per game. I feel like Heineke is like a poor man's Brett Favre. And then you get Teddy yeah. Bridgewater just taking sack after sack after sack. I don't know. Um, it is really tempting to take Washington, but it's home, right? It's in Denver. It's at Denver. Yeah. And, okay. All right. I'm going to Denver is probably the last time I'm rolling with you. But I'll take Denver 20, Washington 21. All right. So Denver at home getting the win. Nikki says, what does Damien say? I love the call on poor man's Brett Favre, right? <laughs> I love just slinging it all over the field, going everywhere. <laughs> I, that's a great call. It's it's really a poor man because they're both gunslingers, but Brett Favre had a bazooka. Panicky got like a 22. So <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the difference. Uh, but <laughs> because of that, I'm gonna go with Denver as well. And like you said, probably my last time trying to trust Denver in a game, but mm-hmm. I just don't trust Washington at all. Uh, yeah. so I'm gonna go Denver 19, weird score, 19-17, Denver. There you go. Weird teams, weird scores, wacky yeah. things can happen even when you're on the road and going to a place that's a mile high. I think they're going to get a little high over there, Washington. I think they're going to make things happen. It's not going to be pretty at all, but somehow I think Washington is going to pull it out. I got them uh, 20 to 13. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I think Washington is going to pull I think Are that, you high? <laughs> we'll find out after the game, I guess. <laughs> we'll know for sure then what the hell I'm on. Oh, boy. Damien, uh, we get to your oh. game over here, my friend. Tampa's coming to town. You guys took care of him in the regular season last year, but the postseason was a whole different story. Damn. All right. Jameis Winston, your boy. Marcus Calloway. I don't know if Michael Thomas is coming back yet. Alvin Kamara. You got a great defense that we see. Can they hold up against Tampa Bay coming in? The Super Bowl champions. What, the hottest team probably in the NFL right now. Dean, what do you think Man, who that said they're gonna beat them? The New Orleans Saints will defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, beat them twice last year. We'll do it again this year. Halloween, I don't know the official stats, so it's probably something Nikki knows, but I think you don't lose <laughs> in New Orleans on Halloween. And usually, this is a Sunday night game. Usually, they always have the Sunday night because they want to show the crowd and show the crazy costumes that people in New Orleans wear, but it's an afternoon game. But New Orleans, 24, Tembe, 21. You heard it here first. That, that's what's up. All right. All right. Going with New Orleans okay. style. No, baby. Yeah, we can't no. pass on anybody, but we're going to be able to pass on that secondary. <laughs> All right. All right. 
All right. Yeah, let's see. Hopefully, uh, you know, James doesn't get hurt before he throws the ball. You know, these that, that defensive line, they're tough, man. Vita Vea, yeah. man, that's a bad boy. Woo, we can go on yeah. and on it. Those yeah, guys. But, all right. Nikki, what do you think happens here? New Orleans at home hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, I did not factor in the Halloween effect in <laughs> New Orleans. So that's something, something to consider. I mean, this, they take it very seriously. I, I, I understand that. And I would love to go to Halloween or be there, you know, for Halloween one year. Like I said, that's, that was my number one stadium. I just want to party yeah. with the Saints fans because it looks like a blast. Oh, yeah. Giants it game is like a snooze fest. It's just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, I don't have any stats for you, except my rule is I just don't bet against Tom Brady until I need to. So I'm going Tampa Bay 33, New Orleans 29. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think that, you know, New Orleans defense is really good and, you know, could give Tampa some problems if they could rush the pass so well, but they protect Brady so well and have so many weapons. And even if Antonio Brown comes back this week, I don't know if Gronk is going to be coming back. They still got Godwin and Mike Evans and, you know, even O.J. Howard can make a play here and there are Cameron Bray or Lennon Fournette running the ball. Man, the Bucks are just so damn good. I just don't think that James Winston and those guys have enough – you know, to hold up with them offensively. So I got to take the Bucks 27-20 over here, Ding. For for your sake, I hope I'm wrong. Because I, nah, I care nah, I definitely get why you guys picked Tampa Bay. Uh, just for as far as, like, the weapons, the cornerback that Mike Evans has done the worst against during his career is Marshawn Lattimore. Like, he has a horrible time against Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore has owned right. him in these matchups. Right. So watch out for that one. Okay. okay. All right. Heard it here first again. Yeah, we heard. All right, <laughs> all right. So Bucks for me and Nikki, and Damien's got his home team. All right, let's hit up our next game, which will be Sunday Night Football. I think it'll be entertaining. I think there'll be a lot of scoring, and I think that the road team will come out with the victory. Yes, unfortunately, Nikki, I'm sorry. The Cowboys will win this game, 35 to 30. What That's do you think? Okay, I think the Cowboys will win as well. I have. Oh, what do I have? Uh, Cowboys 32, Minnesota 27. Okay. Okay, so it could be an interesting game, depending on how that all falls out. All right, Damian, I don't think you're going to be locking this game, uh, but uh, who do you think is going to win it? We got Cowboys 30, Minnesota 22. Very, like oh, you were saying gee, that, like you, you were ready. What final that? lock possibly be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me know. think here. Scratch my mm-hmm. head. I, right. I already made my three locks. So yeah, I'm not. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, I thought you yeah. had one more. You made yeah, your three? Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville against Jacksonville, against Buffalo, and against Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I have Cincinnati and Buffalo locked in. Why don't I see, why don't I see a third? Uh, you didn't, probably didn't hear me against the – I got the Rams locked in against Houston. Oh, you did lock in the Rams. Oh, I thought only me and Nikki did. I apologize. Oh, my yeah. bad. My bad. I, I thought because obviously this game I thought it was like definite lock-in, but maybe it's not definite. You know, I mean, nobody expected Tennessee to really beat them. I mean, Kansas City scored three points. It's not like yeah. Tennessee is world beaters on defense. Yeah, they did a great job, but three points from Mahomes and that team with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, like guys like that, I, that that's mind-boggling to me. But I think the Giants will be able to score points on them. Uh, I don't know, Nikki, it's your game. What do you think? Um, Monday Night know? Football. I, why? <laughs> Only good thing about it is the Manning cast will be on for this one. So I am yeah. interested in 
watching that. Um, we'll see. I mean, this can get really out of hand really quick. Um, yeah. So the man's going to have to be on their game on this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite possible. Uh, no, I think Kansas City wins. Uh, Kansas City 34, Giants 23. I think we'll score, but I think there's going to be a point where it just get right game for Kansas City. It's coming. It might be. Uh, D, I'm not so sure it's going to be like a – I mean, I think they get right as far as they need a win. They got to get this win. They're three and four. They got to get back to 500 and get some respect, especially in their own division where they're at the freaking bottom, which is amazing with Denver. Um I think Kansas City wins this game, but um, I don't think that they do it really pretty. I think that they need something from Pat Mahomes at the end. Tyreek Hill makes a play or whatever it is. And, yeah, I think it'll be a fairly close game for a while. But I do have Kansas City winning 28-23, Damian. Wow. Yeah, me and Jay are on the same mind wavelength here. Uh, I got Kansas City 24, Giants – or Kansas City 28, Giants 24, excuse me. Wow. How about that? Yep. Right there. Jedi action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a close game. Uh, the Chiefs, I think, are showing us who they are. Like, I don't think they're that good this year. Like, I think they're showing us who they are. We have to believe what we see at this point. Like, it's, it's week eight now. This yep. isn't going to change. Like, unless it's, there's some dramatic shift, that defense isn't going to change. Now, offensively, Pat Mahomes, he probably at one point during this year will stop throwing these bad interceptions. He'll stop trying to force it. You'll see their offense kind of click and get it together but then they'll still be in shootouts because the defense won't get it together. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think that this will be a close game. The Giants are coming in all confident. They look like Super Bowl champs against the, uh, the Panthers. So, <laughs> so I think they bring that confidence into this game. Monday Night Football is always kind of weird on Monday Night Football. Last year they played Town Bay real tough on Monday Night Football, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so I think the Giants play Kansas City tough. I'm going four points, Kansas City 28-24. Yeah, so I yep. wasn't gonna lock this in. I'm not sure about this. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants pulled this off. I didn't. Yes, that's the thing. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm sorry, Nicky. I'm just saying. I'm glad that he said that he had his three locks in. Otherwise, I never would have wrote it down. Yeah, I would be shocked if the Giants won because they yeah, played horrible a, as... on Monday night. Absolutely horrible. They embarrassed themselves. Straight up embarrassment. I don't think people understand this. I've been watching this shit for too long. Like it's a wrap. It's over. Like late, yeah. like yeah. by halftime, you know, you'd be like, oh, okay, no, Kansas City's gonna score by halftime. We're gonna come out. It's gonna be a disaster. It just, it's. I already see it coming. You guys almost had to Bay last year, though. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, it was looking good for a while. I remember tweeting mm-hmm. out like Tom Brady's scared of the Giants. I tweeted out yeah. something like that. <laughs> like every yeah. time he sees the Giant blue, he freaks out. You know, he just can't get it together. But yeah, they ended up winning. Tom, the game. Tom Brady did give you guy Eli a shout out. He did say that he enjoyed playing against Peyton more than he enjoyed playing against Eli. How about that, huh? <laughs> How about that? I think he was scared of his goofy ass face. That was the problem. Was like, oh my God. This is so weird. Oh my God. The Manning cast brought you Marshawn Lynch talking about shots and cursing on live TV, and you still have a problem with it. No, I have no problem with him at all. I think Eli was is getting more comfortable. Like I thought he, he is. Was, uh, no, he, he is really good. Uh, on Monday night, I thought he was really good on that on that broadcast. I think he did his best job this past time. That, I think his awkwardness is part of his brand. Like that's part of what makes him funny because Peyton's so yeah. intense, and you just have like easy like. Peyton was getting so upset with yeah. the timeouts being used by Seahawks. He was so mad. Yes, he's so wasting, mad at them wasting their timeouts. Like. Peyton, that's probably why he's not a coach, because he probably wouldn't be able to handle 
it. See, like, you could tell like just how intense he is watching it. Like I love watching him watch a play because he's you could tell he's looking at every like, single thing going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to see that because I feel like he does want to coach. I mean, no. not right now, obviously. I feel like he wants to be a head coach. You know, I mean, he's but somebody like him. He's not going to like go through like the ranks and everything. He's not going to like start at just pay. You can't see a Peyton Manning, you know, like the, the statue of Indianapolis. And I, yeah. it, 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 it won't work out that way. But I know that he feels it in his heart that he, oh, he, he just wants to be a coach. Like, you see him. What's that? Yeah, he, still wants, he still wants to be out there. You can tell yeah. Eli's good. Eli's yeah. good doing his Frank's, uh, Frank's Ray Hot commercials. Yeah. Like, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> like he's fine. Yeah. He's good. Like he's just having a good time. Peyton wants to be in the action, and but I don't think he knows he couldn't handle watching some. Like if he was coaching some bad quarterback, he would lose it. He would absolutely lose yeah. it. Oh, if they oh, didn't oh, check to a running play when they saw you know five in a box or something like that. He would yeah, yeah. lose his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, he'd be a tough one, man. No doubt. Yeah. But, uh... It, they know their football. Obviously, yeah. it's great. It, it, it is great when they talk about certain plays and how they made up and why this guy did that. And so, I love that stuff. I love the X's and O's. I can watch that all freaking day. I, I do really have can. to criticize my man Drew Brees a little bit. I feel like he's a little too safe. You can tell he's trying not to hurt people's feelings. Uh, like when they asked him about the all the Saints offense, you can be honest, bro. Like we know Jameis Winston isn't you. Like we, you can be honest yeah. about that. It's fine. Like it's like when you ask him, like, how does the offense look different? You can say like it's precision. Like he was somebody who was very precise. And that's why the offense, even without weapons at times, was able to move because he's so accurate. And that's not James. It's not James's strength. That's fine. You can say that. You you wouldn't hurt his feelings by saying that. It's fine. Don't worry about hurting people's feelings and normalize (laughs) cursing. Right. That's on live TV. We're all good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's oh you gotta love Marshawn. Just drop. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, it was so funny. Like, did he just say that? <laughs> yeah. He literally was. He literally came on TV like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, up, what's up, bro? That was yeah. What's up? What's up with you, big dog? You good? Yeah. <laughs> he had that planned out for months, probably. I swear to God, he, the way that he was, like nobody sits like that in, in, doing an interview. But then he was watching. No, you could tell the TV was side was on. The oh side. yeah, 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 yeah. So he's literally watching the TV, like yeah. Oh, oh hold on, the play coming out. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's watching that shit. He probably wants to be out there too, man. And you can tell he still roots for the Seahawks because he was definitely oh, rooting sure. against my Saints for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much history. They had to show the beast quake run. You don't have to show the beast quake run every time you bring up Marshawn Lynch. Okay, <laughs> you don't have to. Do no, it. you do. You you, you really do. Know. You have to. It's, no, it's it was, worth it. Yeah, it's a, it was uh, an amazing run. Amazing. What a highlight! What yeah, a highlight great. run, man! Like you just you see that once every fifteen years if you're lucky. You know, yeah. like that's something else right there. Yeah, and no, it was crazy. Way, I'm like being on the opposite end of it and yelling at my TV. Somebody yeah. tackle him. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was nice. It's an amazing run. No joke, man. No joke. <laughs> Ah, this is fun. Love it. Love it. Love it. I don't know. Did I, I didn't do a dinner fight club. Did anybody do I one? I didn't either. I forgot. No, about no. It. And plus, we, we already went over time. So maybe yeah. we'll, right. we'll, bring, we'll bring it back next week if we can. Yeah. We can. But at a great show, uh, D, tell them where you're at real quick. Let them know. 
Yeah, so as you can see on the bottom, if you're watching The Real Deal WDA, if you're not watching, you're listening later on, The Real Deal W is in whiskey, D is in Delta, A as in Alpha on all social media platforms. You'll see me tweeting about basketball, football, boxing, everything in between, uh, bad movies. You'll see me <laughs> tweeting about everything and uh, doing a little short videos here and there and stuff like that. Uh, so as far as that, you'll see me liking Nikki's tweets about <laughs> about all yes. her reality shows uh, she'd be killing it so yeah man just follow me on twitter uh the podcast is called the real deal with damian adams all right so the real deal with damian adams is coming back next week it's going to come back bigger and better i'm going to be expanding doing more shows i already told you guys about the special one i'm doing on the nba 75 list so yeah. please go ahead and subscribe now and check it out uh, it's i just try to get better and better with it and you know, so it's my craft, man. I'm trying to perfect it. So please go ahead and support. It's well worth the time. Believe me. Believe us. It's well worth the time. There's no doubt. There's a reason why he's on the show and he's the head coach. Okay. Yes. That's <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. Ricky Nick, tell him yes. what's up. What's up lately? Oh, what's up lately? You guys can find me on Twitter at Nikki Nick9384 below deck just premiered. So yeah, you're gonna get a lot of below deck. Like I said, we got all the reality TV. This week, Winter House just started as well. Uh, a little Project Runway in there. A little Married at First Sight in there. Probably, well, we'll see. I'm going to watch Giants Kansas City, but if it's like a disaster, I'm going to flip back to Below Deck and probably tweet about that. So we'll see. But yeah, yes, right. uh, you can get me on Twitter and definitely check out Damien's show. It is awesome. He kills it each and every week. And yeah. No question about it. No question about it. We couldn't do it without him. It's 33 yeah. for a reason. It's the three of us, and we can make it if we try. All right, so I am Jason Fearman, obviously the goofy one on the show, the moron, the one that Nikki just waves her hair at, and he laughs at and tells his wife about later. You hear what Jason said tonight? <laughs> I get it. It's all good. Anyway, I'm playing around. So I'm at Sports Profit One. If you want to tweet at me, go ahead. I will look at some point during the day and get back to you. I'm a busy man. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> All my people <laughs> tweet your people. <laughs> I'm, doing I'm too busy. My people, man. Too my people get with your people and we'll get together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen. And make it happen every Wednesday night. Third and three podcasts. Getting you ready for the Thursday game in every game. During the week, we did it again. We'll see what our records are next week. We shall return, my friends. Another great episode. Great having you guys on. 